Hey, everybody. Hey, Ruel. Hey, Duck Hello. of Death for resubscribing just at the exact moment to push us over the level into another hype train. Oh, my goodness. What is going on here? How are you yeah, doing, hi, Ruel? folks. I'm, I'm hanging in there. Thank you. Um, this is a, a wonderful occasion because this is the final episode that I'm going to be recording from here in the Airbnb. Yes. Um, we're moving back. I am so excited, and uh, thanks for the uh, hype train, folks. Uh, is this is the hype train still going? I, I can't. See I think I think it is. I'm really not quite sure how to read it. Apparently, yeah, apparently we just hit level two, and nice. uh, and we're on our way to a level three. And if there was ever a reason for a hype train, it is you finally getting out of Airbnb purgatory. Yes. Oh my gosh, it has been. It's going on almost three months. It's insane. I I never thought we'd be here that long. But man, there's a lot of subscribers and followers. Thank you, friends. This is awesome. Um, you are watching the R&R pre-show. We're going to be recording an episode of the R&R show. But first, we like to hang out here and chill out and uh, catch up with each other um, as you all uh, stroll in. And uh, Duchess, thank you for the cheers as well. Good to see you here. Yep, and thanks for the sub, uh, Travis and Fidelia and Flashburn and Duck of Death and uh, everybody else uh, who I was uh, thanking during the countdown. Oh, my goodness. So, well, wow. I mean, are, are there any stories to tell? Or is it just, uh, okay, the, the ordeal is over, we're going home, and there's not much more to say? Yeah, I think that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I've just been so exhausted <laughs> and just mentally drained after all this, you know. Um, we had the final inspection the other day. Of course, uh, there were still things that needed to be taken care of. They will actually be coming back tomorrow to finish up a couple minor things, but, you know, that that's perfectly fine. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking about this last three months. I mean, I've oh been my doing my best to, you Is it three you know, months? You have been... It's, it's almost three months. Yeah, in I that think it's little like, Airbnb for just shy of three months. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, you know, when they first started this whole process, they said, okay, it'd be about a month. And I was like, okay, I'll add like two weeks to that, yeah. a month and a half. And that was already going to be, you were like, oh, that's rough. But okay, yeah. we'll soldier through. <laughs> yep. And sure enough, it's been three months. It's just, it's been an ordeal. But, you know, we are thankful that we have uh, the homeowner's insurance to take care of, you yeah. know, the, most of these bills and, and stuff. Uh, they didn't cover everything, but they covered most of it, which is nice. And it, it's just, it, you know, uh, so here's the thing. I went, and this is sort of, sort of related, I went to a holiday party last night. It is November 15th. I went to my first holiday party last night, uh, thanks to the op. Uh, they they hosted this party at a local game store. Oh, really? cool. uh, a bunch of Southern California content creators got together. It was great. And I am all about the holiday cheer now, Richard. I, You know, with how bad these last three months are, I normally don't celebrate um, the holidays this early. This year, I, I am. You know, bring <laughs> up the holiday cheer. I am all about it, folks. Um after the last three months, I will I will celebrate with all of you as early as possible. I am just grateful to be going home. We spent uh, thank you for the cheers. Um, we spent our first night back home last night. Um, so it's we're not totally moved back. There's still things here in the Airbnb. Oh, we need you've to, already moved out. We've moved most of the stuff out. And last night, even though the house is still not really in disarray, but still you know not totally finished. We're like, I want to sleep in my own bed. So last night was our first night back. It was. It so was you wonderful. have come back to the Airbnb for the sole purpose of filming this today? Yes, because <laughs> I'm filming this and a couple of other videos after this offline. And uh, because I just didn't, you know, there was not enough, uh, there's no space. Like, I don't know where to, I'm trying to figure things out where I'm going to go in the office. Like, I have the one little table. Um, I don't have my table topper that I normally use because that's in storage. Oh, because storage. stuff is in storage. Right. Yeah. Right. And here's the here's the fun thing. Storage, they were going to bring everything back in two weeks. So we're not going to be totally moved back in for another two weeks. <laughs> so it's not over yet, folks. Um, but well, for the most part, 
You know what you need to do? You need to contact the owner of the Airbnb you've been staying at for almost three months and say, hey, um, as a memento of my time here, I would like to take this desk. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You know, I never want to see this desk again. (laughs) It's so so small. But, you know, it did the job. And, uh, you know, everyone's been so supportive, uh, uh, all of the viewers here and also on my channel. Uh, I do want to thank everyone just for the the messages and support here in chat and also private messages too, y'all. That really um, meant a lot to me. And also I shared them with Michelle. So thank you all. And I'm on Board Game Arena, folks. You can find me at Ruel Gaviel on Board Game Arena. A bunch of y'all uh, sent games, and we play games online. So I've been playing uh, Lost Cities and ah. all kinds of great games. Yeah, so thank you all. It's it's kept me uh, <clears throat> kept me sane during these last three months. I really appreciate it. Wow. Well, yeah. congratulations. So next week, thank which you. by the way, folks, we'll be back. Two R&Rs back-to-back. Yes. We've got this week sponsored by Fun Again, and next week sponsored by, I do not remember the name of the publisher, but they're launching a crowdfunding game for uh, portable gaming bags, which is going to be showing up in the mail. Ooh. So they'll be sponsoring next week, so we got to come up with the top ten for next week as well. Um, yeah. But I'm just so happy that um, you know life is getting back to normal just in time for yes. the holidays. Do you do a big yes. hosting Thanksgiving thing at all or anything uh, like that? Normally we go to my uh, brother's house for Thanksgiving, ah. but this year everyone's decided. You know, we're coming over to our wow, house this time. Course. So cool, cool, yeah, cool. and we're like, yes, it's, it's, so it's perfect. Um, so we're gonna have a good time with that. Looking forward to. I've got some games I'm ready to play with my nieces and nephews, so I, I'm excited about that. Speaking of exciting. You, you got any news on the uh, RV front? Um, have you taken another trip or anything? We recently? have now done two trips. Uh, you know, the original okay. one that we drove back from California, uh, to, and we picked it up. And then uh, I think it was two weekends ago, maybe three weekends ago now. Um, it was miserable and cold and gray. Oh. And I looked up and said, you know what? There is a 50 50 chance there is sunshine on the Oregon coast. At, uh, at okay. Seaside, Oregon. Or was it Seaside, Washington? I remember Oregon or Washington because we're so close to the border. And I Ooh. said, you want to go? And she's like, oh, I don't know. We're here. I'm comfy in the back. We have it. We can go. And she's like, okay, we'll go. And uh, we had an amazing time. Uh, nice. Absolutely wonderful. We were both so happy we did it that we just had the freedom to just pick up sticks and go and just follow the sun. And it was a beautiful, sunny time the entire time it was there. And it was cold Perfect. and miserable here. And um, so our next big trip, Speaking of Thanksgiving, um, my in-laws, Jen's folks, live in Salem, Oregon, which is about an hour and a half, two-hour drive uh, south of here. So uh, they're doing a big Thanksgiving, and so we're driving down there uh, in the RV. We will spend the night in their driveway, and uh, and actually, I think we're going to spend two nights there, and then we will keep on going and do Southern Oregon Coast stuff. So we're excited cool. about that. So we will be having a, a little like four or five day long sojourn. And then we'll probably take it easy until late February, early March when we go on an epic. I, it's going to be like two and a half months uh, driving um, down Whoa. to Dice Tower West and then continuing on to Utah and uh, New Mexico oh. and doing a lot of sun. You know, trying to get to you know like Zion and and the Grand Canyon before the main yeah. holiday season. And so we're already starting to book all of that stuff out. So that's going to be an epic super test of oh, how wow. can Robert runs to exist on the road. That is amazing. Yeah. Now, wow. Uh, have you been to Zion before? Uh, no, Jen has. 
Okay, yeah, um, it is so beautiful. Yeah. It is oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, what a, what a cool trip. So you're gonna start with Dice Tower West and just go from there. Just yep, gonna yeah, keep just, going, and then just keep on heading south. Uh, wow. Actually, we're gonna drive south. Oh, I, I haven't even talked to her about this yet. I need to reach out. <clears throat> In Central California, my long lost half sister, who, as you recall, we only yeah. became aware of her existence, you know, within the last year. She lives in uh, northern central California, so we're going to try and, and go down and see her and spend the night at her place and meet her for the first time ever. And then wow. head east over into Nevada and then down into Vegas for Dice Tower West. Stay there for the, the full campaign. And uh, we'll have our dogs with us because we'll sleep in the RV instead of in the yeah. hotel. It'll be very exciting. Nice. And then just keep on heading south. So that's And that's terrifying. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've only just started planning that. But we're trying not to plan it too much much we're trying to just say hey just you know see where the road takes us see what happens but zion is a very popular place you do need to book um uh, rv spots there you know months even years in advance apparently oh wow and then as far as vegas do you have to do that too? book an rv spot i don't know where there it is Uh, there are rv spots around vegas and some of the hotels have lots that will let you do it um, where is our Dice Tower West is, I forget, it's at the Rio this year, same as last year. Yes, yes. And the Rio does have a big lot that you can have RVs, but you have to be a registered guest of the hotel, which makes no sense. So you're saying I have to get oh. a room so that I can stay in your parking lot. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure that out. We might be staying someplace else because there are other options. Apparently Circus Circus famously lets people stay for free, provided you just, you know, go in and gamble a little bit. So that might be the case. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, the other exciting thing. Oh, oh, there is a, a battle to the death right above your head, Ruel. Uh, oh, wow. Mortal combat between uh, Goblin and I can't quite see who. Oh, Duck of Death. So nice. they're working out their differences in a healthy way. Um, so for the longest time, we thought, okay, we're going to get this RV. We're going to get a, a tow car, just a small little car. You know, something we can buy used with a couple hundred thousand miles on because we don't really care that much about the car. Hopefully we can find something for 1500 or 2000 and we would pull that along with us. But we have since fallen in love with the idea with electric bikes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so we bought some, and after we're done today, I've got to drive all the way down to Salem, that um, three-hour round-trip drive I was just talking about to go pick them up. Because we had them sent wow. to Oregon where there's no sales tax. So we could save a couple hundred bucks instead of having oh. them sent directly to us. So I will be paying for that sales tax in my own personal endless uh, stare as I drive uh, down there to get them. <laughs> um, wow, that's so cool. So yeah. you will have your e-bikes uh, when you're going on your, your trip here. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, very exciting. So that's what's know. new with us. That's what's new with you. And people are wondering, hey, are, don't we come here to hear about games? How much longer are they going to yeah. talk about non-game stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's talk about some games. Why don't okay. we? Well, I'm sure we'll check the chat if there's too. anything yeah. that uh, needs attending uh, to while I find the yeah. request. I think we have a big backlog of requests. We do. Okay. Let's go through those. Yes. All um, right. Let's see. People in chat, everyone. Oh, people were freaking out. They were thinking it was the last episode of the Arnarsha. No. Yes. Oh. Uh, the last episode that I'm filming from the Airbnb, folks. Just yes, 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 yes. It'll be the yeah, end of an era, a mini era. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, you know, until Richard kicks me out of here. I, I'm, I'm here with you all for, for the duration. Yep. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, that RV life where the pets get to go with you. Oh, oh nice. that's it. So it's all about that. Yeah. yeah. We were just on Amazon this morning looking at um, dog backpacks. 
Hold on, backpacks. Jen wanted to go oh, getting it. one of those little things that you can just hook. It's like you know a little uh, yeah. basket that pulls behind the bike. But I'm kind of keen yeah. on the backpacks myself. Uh, yeah. So we'll see which way we ultimately go. But we've got a lot to figure <laughs> out for this super trip. Hey, That's so cool. we have two Game Somali requests uh, from Goblin and from Victory BHG. And I believe they're both here. I believe, uh, or no, Bing was one of the people fighting. Oh, no, Duck to the Death. So I know Goblin is here. Goblin's here, yeah. So, Let's do those. I, I love yeah. the, I love the uh, Game Somaliers. So Goblin, 14 days ago, said, hey, I'm looking for Feld-like games with good solo rules. Um, Ooh. Right. And uh, so that's a that's a good point. Alrighty, so felt like games with good solo rules, folks. This is the game Somalier, where we make recommendations based on requests from the audience. You in the audience can help with this as well. I know how I'm going to look this up. I'm going to go to Board Game Geek, and um, what am I going to do an advanced search for? Really, I've I'm just going to do an advanced search for my through my collection of everything that I've got that plays okay. solo. But can you think of anything off the top of your head? Yeah, I do. I I. I thought of a wonderful game um so this one friends this reminded me of a fell game when i first played and after multiple plays it really does feel like a fell game and it does have a solo uh okay. mode which is easy to manage the game is rec raiders uh this is mm. from kids board gaming tables and this is the game that really flipped uh the rep um my view of kids table uh, was it kids tabletop board gaming ktbg that yeah company. yeah yeah yep kids table um, board games yes which yes. you would think is oh you know for kids but yeah. it's not that is total not, not at all not yeah, no truth not. in advertising there exactly and you know but now it is very kid friendly as far as like components and the artwork I and mean, it's they all their games look wonderful but rec raiders is very much like a steffenfeld game and it's a point salad uh you are sending your little divers down to the yeah. bottom of the ocean to collect uh different treasures and whatnot and different items so it's set collection but then you bring it up to the uh, surface and you put it in your treasure chest and it's got this sort of like neat little spatial puzzle and then there's other ways to score i think objectives and then for the solo mode, I think it's basically just blocking your workers. I think that's how, how it works. It's been a while since I played, but Rec Raiders, I highly recommend. I've always talked about how that's very much like a Stefan Feld game, and I think you would like that as well. I think it was Goblin that uh, yeah, requested Goblin's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Yeah, I, I played a prototype of it, and we thought, yeah, okay. it was very cool, really nice presentation, you know, all about mm-hmm. you know diving. There's different um, dive sites you're yeah. trying to race everybody down to to get all the treasure. Yeah, it's a good little yep. game. Nice little puzzly yeah. game. That's a good call. Yeah. Okay, <clears> what about you? Do you find if you're looking at kind of like the lighter into Feld, you know, yeah, like absolutely. his Castles of Tuscany, his Rialtos, that kind right. of thing. Now, I think when yeah. most people think Feld, they think, though, of your Trajans, your big, heavy stuff. Right. <clears throat> what do you got? Uh, let's see. Well, right off the bat, I mean, if, if we want to talk about new hotness, I think one of the bigger games of the year, although it's probably not available yet, is Revive. Um, oh, yeah. Which is so cool. To me, what defines a Feld game, what makes them stand out more than anything else, is that they've got... A lot of really rich, complex stuff going on. Lots of plates to keep spinning. But at their heart, they're driven by one simple little mechanism that you do over and over again, but that is endlessly fascinating. Whether it is the um, the Moncala in Trajan or the dice tile drafting in Burgundy or whatever it is. And Revive has this wonderful little... Um, you know, It's not the first time it's ever done, but they're multi-use cards where you tuck them under the top of your board to do the top action or under the bottom of the board to do the bottom action. It's not like we have 
haven't seen this before. This has been done in games, but these cards are color-coded, and you can upgrade the slots that you can tuck cards into. So if I upgrade one of the top cards to say, hey, I, you want to put red cards in this slot because you'll get double duty out of them, well, then you've created this new little puzzle for yourself. Well, I've got one of those cards that I can put up there, but I really need to use the bottom, actually. I need to put it at the bottom, or even on the side when you unlock more stuff. And it's awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. It's definitely going to be in my top 10 games of the year. Maybe that's not a good one, though, because it's so brand new. I don't know that it's widely available yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that sounds great. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Revive, I have not uh, seen. I mean, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen that. That's interesting. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, then I should go back in time a little bit. Let's see here. Uh, of course, you know, anything from Vladimir Suchi, who is another one of my favorite designers of all time, or most things from Alexander Pfister work really well, too. But things that really push a simple action selection mechanism that lead into big, puzzly stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what? My fa- Now, my favorite tea game, you know, from the board and dice, uh, is Twanton Suyu. I know mm. not everybody agrees. A lot of people, yep. it's Teotihuacan. A lot of people, it's Zulk in the Mayan Calendar. But that doesn't count because it wasn't published by Board and Dice. Um, but uh, Tawantin Suyu, I was super impressed. It's a simple game of workers kind of cascading their way down a... Uh, a central pyramid and you've, you've got different paths you're following you're trying to okay I need to get that one over there so that one over there can get me what I need it's really sharp from designer Dave Turchi and like I said mm-hmm. for me I, I mean for some people it's a bit too much it, it, it can overwhelm you the first time you set up the board you're like oh, look at all this stuff it's it's a bit much but once you start drilling down say well I really need to get to that space if that's, I'm going to try and activate that thing. What are the steps I'm going to take to get there? And if I'm taking those steps, how am I going to leverage those with things I'm doing elsewhere? I thought it was a very, very impressive game. Nice. You know, I was thinking something. So back in the day, before I had played Twa, I always thought that was a Stefan Feld game. Oh, really? You, yeah, I would buy that. I, I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's got the, you know, the dice uh, action selection, right? I mean, I, it feels like a, a fell to me. I don't think it's quite as point like a point salad as some of his games are. Yeah. But it's got that really interesting mechanism. Okay, there's a shared dice pool, yeah. and, you know, yep. using that. So I always thought that was a twog- I, I don't even know the des- who is the designer of twog- That would you know be the- um the the Pearl. I, I would like to call them the Pearl Brothers. Uh Elaine Orban, Sebastian Dudarzin, and um, ah. Javier Georges. You know, that, that, okay. that triple feature. You know, the, the, yep. the three uh, co-founders of Pearl Games. Yeah, that is an excellent one. Now, some people might not think it's Feld, because certainly another element of almost all Felds is none of this. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I drink your milkshake type stuff. Now, I don't think of right. Twa that way, but I know a lot of people do. So, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Oh, oh, Red Cathedral. Oh, yeah, yeah, Red Cathedral, totally. Yes. That's totally like a Feld game. Yeah, that good, good uh, that call. would be t- 100%. Again, kind of on the lighter yeah. end of Feld, uh, a central rondelle where there's dice. You pick up a die that tells you where how many steps you're going to move. Um, and you know, it's a rondelle with triple-use locations because once you move on the rondelle, based on what the die says, hey, you can interact with the guild that's there or the core action that's there or the die that ends up there, or yeah. Oh, and you want to land in place where there's lots of dice, so you get bigger explosive turns. Um, it's really good. I highly recommend yeah. that one. Yeah, great call. I, I think that's the winner right there. The Red Cathedral, very much like a Feld game. Yep. Um, well, let's okay. see. Okay, cool. There's a few. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've totally forgotten who we were doing this for. That was for Goblin, I believe. That was for Goblin. Okay, um, Victor, yes. I see Victory BHG is here too. He also had a request. Let me go okay. back and find it. 
All right. Oh, I've got so many windows open. Um, where is that? Just calm down for a second. Cool. And while you're looking that up, just some of uh, friends in chat talking about, uh, you know, Twal was a good call. Yeah, what yeah. The visual they like. Yes. Uh, other suggestions? Oh, St. Petersburg. I forgot about that game. Oh, my gosh. Um, Talk about a classic. Yeah, that is a classic. You know, um, uh, West Lloyd says, I always thought uh, St. Petersburg was a Feld, uh, they say. Uh, but I think that's mostly the dusty Euro. <laughs> yeah, look. it looks like a Feld. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, one thing about the St. Petersburg game always cracks you up. There's a character there that looks just like Phil Collins. Uh, remember the musician <laughs> Phil Collins? Uh <laughs> I do not recall thinking that. I do not recall, um, you know, busting out Susudio or anything like that while we were playing. Yeah, it's it's in the air tonight. Uh, you can go check it out. Okay, so oh our God. other sommelier was from uh, Victory BHD, who I know is here, and he said okay. simply, Fantasy Flight. So I think fantasy that's kind flight. of a request for, hey, what rank your Fantasy Flights. What are your favorite Fantasy Flight games, right? I mean, oh. Okay. You know, if you could only get one Fantasy Flight game, what would it be? And I know for me the answer is easy, and I don't think there's going to be any surprise anywhere when I say, of course, it's Marvel Champions. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. Although you have to be prepared to go down the rabbit hole um, yeah. on that one, which I mean, all yeah. the Marvel mutant stuff is just I've just, my, just started getting my Marvel mutant stuff. I'm looking forward to playing that. But what else? I mean, like, what's your no. number one Fantasy Flight game? Well, I think again, it's no surprise. Uh, uh, Twilight Imperium uh, for, uh, for me, course, uh, of course, Flight. yeah, of course. But a close number two, uh, actually, uh, this is one I love is uh, Star Wars Rebellion. Uh, the one, probably oh, sure. the best Star Wars game Would out there. Would you say that is the? I mean, have you played all of those? I mean, they they've got like five or six different Star Wars themed games, right? Yeah, got, I've Rebellion is the one that's the big. It's like the four XE kind of game. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that captures the, the spirit uh, the best. Um, I like Outer Rim, although it goes a little long for my taste. That's the Bounty um, Hunter one, right? The, yeah, uh, it's uh, basically pick up and deliver. So I, Yeah, I'm pick sure up and deliver not... adventure game as opposed to exactly. civilization building, right. hidden movement type stuff, yeah. Yeah, um, Imperial Salt is uh, Oh, that's fun. the dudes on a map. That's dudes Descent map. in Star Wars, right? Yep. Uh, and then I have not played, what's the one, uh, Star Wars Armada? You know, it's the big ships. Oh, right, yeah, the big the miniatures. Thing. The miniatures games I, I pretty much stay away from. I have played X-Wing miniatures, and that was fun for a minute, um, but <laughs> I was it's not really my jam. Um, now, you, I, I, was, I was wondering, you were talking about, what was the game you were just talking about? Um, Marvel Champions. Marvel Champs, yeah. Are you continuing going down that? Because I know you've talked about how the uh, the complexity is really leveled it up is, recently. With it makes me expansions. so sad that Jen will not play it with me anymore. I hope someday to convince her. Otherwise, I, I have to make a I have made a tough choice because honestly, I'm not a big fan of Marvel mutants. I got nothing against them, but I've never really cared that much about the X Men. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's probably going to be X Men for the next couple of years. Um, okay. Maybe this yeah. is the time for me just to get off and be happy with what I have, because I have a lifetime supply already, and I don't <laughs> yeah. need to play as Wolverine or Storm or Cyclops or Kitty Pride or Jean Grey or anything else. I, I just, but uh, I've got them anyway, so I'm, I'm you know, if, I, yeah. if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna suffer through them. I guess I'll keep on going, um, yeah. even if I have been a little disappointed. But still, I mean, if there's only one thing now, and unfortunately, the other Fantasy Flight games that really stand out to me, you can't get anymore. Space Hulk Death uh. Angel is still. One of yep. the greatest role to resolve cooperative combat games of all time. It is so perfect, but it'll yeah. never come back. I mean, I don't know why they don't bring it back with 
Right, just bring it back as Star Wars. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah, Space Hulk theme, Death right? Angel with the Star Wars theme? Forget about yeah. all this other Star Wars stuff you were just talking about. That would be so amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like busting into the Death Star or something like that. Um, oh, and then the other one. I always loved Runebound 2nd Edition. And when they released mm. the co-op module for Runebound 3rd Edition, I was blown away by it. And now they it seems like it didn't catch on and it's curled up and died. And I don't think the world is ever going to be seeing Runebound again, which is too bad. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, I'm trying, uh, were you ever like an Arkham Horror guy? Or no, I, no. I, I was, I, I, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Elder Sign. I liked Elder, Elder Sign, Sign for a while. That was nice. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a nice one too. Um, I'm not. I'm not really a big Cthulhu fan. Uh, I'm not really in that whole uh, that IP that or that you know world. It's not really my my thing. But I know a lot of people like Ar- Arkham Horror. Um, sure, and Eldritch Horror too. Yeah, I yeah, mean, Eldritch. Yep. But yeah, I mean, is it, you just don't think those at all. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, it's not really my thing. Um, but I'm with you on the whole the mutants thing. I, I was never like the biggest X Men fan either, and all that. Um, perfectly fine. Just not just not my thing. Uh, let's see uh, in chat here. People are giving some love for Marvel Champions. Sure. Twilight Inscription. Yeah, I'm, oh, I am yeah, a fan yeah. of the Rolling Right. I, that did, apparently I, didn't pop into your head, though. You, I, you had played I, it by now, I assume. I have, yeah. Okay. I, actually, I live streamed a game with uh, some uh, Twitch streamers. I, I got to join. Uh, I actually joined uh, Brain in a Jar on their stream playing uh, this with uh, the guys from oh, uh, Board Game Barrage from podcast. Yeah, Brain in a Jar, perfect, uh, perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it it's uh, got. It wasn't. There was a lot going on, but it wasn't as complex as I thought it, it could have been. So I, I thought it was a nice version of uh, Twilight Imperium. Yep. Um, let's let see. So see. if what you're a- not that into miniatures. Um, then I, you're gonna the the Tolkien stuff, the War of the Ring, the Quest of the Ring. Yeah, know, I mean Quest of the Ring yeah. is amazing. I mean it, it's such a wonderful experience. But oh man, that ending, that ending. What about Battlestar Galactica slash whatever Cthulhu Ooh. thing they just turned it into? Yeah, um, was it Unfathomable? Was yes, that it? there the, you go, Unfathomable. Yeah. yeah, I love Battlestar Galactica. That's one of my favorite like experiences, like gaming experiences ever. I just I love. The tension of knowing that you know someone's going to become a Cylon, or if they're not already, um, I've always had a, a fun time with it. The only thing is, I mean, you know, here I am talking about Twilight in, uh, Imperium, how much I love it. I feel like Battlestar Galactica goes a little too long for what it is. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but a wonderful game, a great, great experience. Uh, people were talking about Cosmic Encounter. Uh, that one never hit with me. I know it's a really popular game. Yeah. How, how, do you like Cosmic I've Encounter? I've never played it. I can't imagine it's something I'd like. I mean, I would certainly, given the opportunity, I would try it, but it's not yeah. something I'd ever seek out. Yeah, it, it fell f- flat with me. And same with uh, the people are talking about, uh, let's see, Wiz War, Letters from Whitechapel. Mm. Again, I think they're perfectly uh, fine games. Just they didn't hit with me or my yeah. gaming group. Yeah. Oh, other card games, mm-hmm. of course. Um, Arkham Horror, the card game, I did think was very good. Yes. I could have imagined, even though I don't care about the subject matter, I could have imagined going down the rabbit hole in Arkham Horror, the card game, and I just chose not to. Yeah. Should have yeah. made that choice with Marvel Champions as well. But um, <laughs> Oh, but then uh, Lord of the Rings, the card game, which is excellent and is now mm-hmm. coming back. Uh, they're doing some like new 2.0 version of it where I guess it's mostly the same. I don't know if they tweak things. Those are really, oh. really great. But even as good as those are, for me, it, it has to be Marvel Champions just because of my deep, abiding, yeah. lifelong... Love affair with Marvel. oh oh Android the, Netrunner the, of course yeah, all, and all the Android stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's all nice if you like that sort of thing. I do not. Uh, they they recently announced and this is I'm hyped about this. They're going to I think it's is it Fantasy Flight now I got to look it up. But the Star Wars deck building game. Uh, oh really? Star Wars. Yeah, let me make sure that's... Uh, well, if, if anybody would, talking... it would be them, presumably, right? I mean, yeah, right. They, they've got the... working on that. Yeah. Now, Trash Rama uh, noted, and I was going to mention this too. 
You haven't said, I mean, a few years ago, Fantasy Flight was on a Kinesia kick where they were doing kind yes. of deluxe versions of Kinesia's yes. big all-time greats. And they mm-hmm. very quickly stopped doing that. And yeah. now other publishers are starting to pick up the Kinesia torch, like 25th Century Games and whatnot. But yeah. um, do you hold near and dear to your heart any of those Kinesia Fantasy Flight versions with where you know, Kinesia meets plastic miniatures? A yeah, match made uh, in uh, heaven? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, the one I uh, is it was it Samurai? Like my all time favorite uh, Kinesi game was Samurai. I think was that a Fantasy Flight they one? Did a, they, they did a did? they did a deluxe uh, miniature yeah. heavy uh, version of Samurai. One of Raw, um, yeah. Tigris and Euphrates, and then a, yeah. a full on sequel to Tigris and Euphrates. I think they did that one too. Yeah, Yellow and Yangtze. That, that one. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Terrific. Um, yeah, the the Samurai version. I I still have the original Samurai, and then when I played the the new one, I preferred my older one better. The the OG, just the, with the, the classic little, with those cool, yeah, the black uh, abstract resin. art pieces. Yeah, yeah, I was perfectly fine with those. It, it's such a brilliant game. Um, by the way, folks, a happy. Uh, I, I declared earlier this month that it is a Reiner Kanitsi month because his birthday is tomorrow. Oh, really? So happy Reiner Kanitsi month, everybody. Play uh, Kanitsi games. <laughs> yes, everybody, uh, get out your yeah. favorite Kanitsi and play tomorrow. Yeah. That. Uh, to yeah. to celebrate, I mean, geez, Louise, that guy. Well, I don't know what's up with his brain. That you know, yeah. And is, is, does he do it full time yet, or is he still by day a mild mannered government accountant or whatever it is that he does? Yeah, I, or professor? Wasn't he like a math professor or something? Yeah, I something thought he was like a math that. professor. Yeah. yeah, but I think he's been doing the the game design thing full time for years. Okay, I believe. all right. Um, but I don't know. I I need to uh, find these find these things out about my favorite designer. Uh, yeah, so I've been that's why I've been playing a lot of Lost Cities on uh, oh, sure. Game Marina just because. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna play as many Kanitsi games as I can this month in right. honor of the man, the myth. I just checked. Uh, yes, Star Wars Battle for the Galaxy. It is the new deck building game by Fantasy Flight. I am all in on that, folks. Do you I, know I anything about what it's like? So I don't know uh, the, the thing. I uh, the, is it the Star Realmsy kind have, of a thing? A head to head. Yeah, it's Punch sort of kid. like Star Star uh, Realmsy, right. very much. Yeah. So I know it's not really your jam, but unless they come up with a co-op variant, who ah! knows? You know. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So yeah, there. Uh, that we just ranked a bunch of Fantasy Flight games. So all right, there, there you, you go. go. Some oh, and, but again, amongst all that, I mean, it was pretty. We right, we buried the lead. No, the number yeah. one and number two Fantasy Flight games of all time, of course, are yeah. Marvel Champions Twilight and Twilight Imperium. Yes. Or Twilight Inscription, if you don't have the time, I suppose. There you go. Yeah, there you that, go. that's fair. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. What else we got to do? Let's see. Okay. Hey, uh, nobody's asked about trivia for a while, and Wesseloid did. Let me bring out the wheel, if I remember okay. how to do that. All righty. Uh, I need to. Uh, I need to refresh this page because I wasn't expecting that, and then I need to find the wheel, and I need to show it, and then I need to bury your head under it, and oh. Uh-huh. Oh, we haven't done this for a while, but 50-50 chance. Start thinking of some trivia, buddy. It's going to go oh, my way, I'm sure. And now, what was no, the button? It's been a while since spin? I've had to do... Oh, man, do I have anything to share? Uh, we'll come up with something. Let's see. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of something. Okay. Uh, oh, there it is. too bad. So sad. Okay. It is real time. Well, tell us something interesting about yourself. Oh, boy. Um, have I talked about my first real job? Um, yes, you did. You did do that. I did. You've also okay, talked me... about um, having dinner with uh, John Cleese. <laughs> I've done that one. Okay, well, there goes two of my stories. Um, huh. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. 
That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. How did you meet um, Michelle? I don't think a lot oh. of people know about yeah, we have, you know yeah. the, the romance for the ages there. Yeah. So, Richard, do you know how I met Michelle? I have no. I, I kind of dimly recall because I know you told me at one point, and I, I knew you I were young, talk- but I do not remember any specifics. Yeah, you don't talk about young. We were in the second grade when Jeez Michelle Louise, and I first met. Okay. <laughs> Second grade. So we went to the same elementary school from second until fifth grade. And then uh, her father got a job. Her father actually, uh, it was out of the country. So they moved out of the country for a few years. Then they came back and we went to the same middle school for, I think, well, eighth grade. And then after that, um, never saw each other again for so many years. Um, and turns out, I Did went you like to... each other in second grade? We were friends. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, yeah, we, we were friends. And I, here's the thing. I actually thought she was really cute in the eighth grade. I remember that. She doesn't remember that. But eighth grade. I so I that would mean you're like 11, 12 ish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought she was cute. But then, you know, you, you, we lived our lives. Uh, got We each married, divorced. She had a uh, lot. That I didn't know. You yeah. okay. didn't know I was uh, married before? Oh, yeah. There's, there's another fun fact. Wow. Um, okay. So then I went to my high school reunion and a mutual friend of ours. Um, our friend April, um, I saw at my high school reunion. She's like, hey, do you ever talk to Michelle? And I was like, Michelle? Oh, I haven't talked about her in years. We all had dinner together a few months later just to, you know, reconnect. And Was this Michelle at became... the, the high school reunion? No, no. You went to high school reunion. Didn't see Michelle there. Oh, because she didn't go to high school. You guys split yeah, up before did. junior high. Exactly. But a, so... a mutual friend said, hey, have you heard from Michelle? And you had not seen her since 12 years old. Exactly. Yeah. But you remembered her. So... Oh, I remembered her. Yeah, I totally remembered her. So, you know, we had, we uh, all met together for a little group dinner a few months later. And then Michelle and I, you know, we hit it off. We, you know, became friends, started emailing each other. One thing led to another. We became friends on Facebook. And uh, from there, it just, you know, developed into a, uh, a romance. And here we are later, uh, married. Uh, I think we're married now nine years, I believe. That's amazing. So it, it really is. And I am so fortunate to have her in my life. Uh, she's an amazing woman. And, um, I can't, you know, I, I, it's funny how life, you know, it, we sort of, I guess, came full circle from second, second grade to now. So I know. Yeah, that's uh, it was obviously in the stars. Uh, it, it was fated to be would have been more yeah. interesting if you'd been, at, you know, hated each other's guts or something like that. For, for the whole <laughs> yeah. Time. That, that's like a total movie right there. That's yep, a yep, that's yep. a romantic comedy yeah. movie there. But the Hollywood yeah, it, version will have to be uh, get some uh, touch ups, get a little bit more. Yeah, a little more. Oomph. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I already know who I'd like to for me to play me in the movie. I, I want Denzel Washington. He's my favorite actor of all time. He looks nothing like me, um, but he's just my favorite actor of all time. I would like to see Denzel Washington with that beard. Sure. Right? I think he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's your trivia, folks. Uh, thank all you right. for asking. Thank you for listening. I will come up with more stuff for next time when the wheel is spun. Well, that was uh, very, yeah. Uh, yeah, because by the next time the wheel is spun, it'll be refilled again. All righty, what else have we got? Show me what you got. All right, um, we have only one request for Royal Ranks, two top okay. three requests, and three this or that requests. 
Oh, you know how much we love those this or that. Yeah. So I think we could like bang them all out at once. Like, okay, three, let's do like, let's do an epic this or that. Three yes. this or that's worth. All righty. So, folks, in case you don't know what this or that is all about, you throw um, two things that may be alike, may be different. We tell you this or that. Um, and uh, just start throwing them at us. Well, we'll see the ones he likes. He will tell them to me. Hopefully, they will be, be uh, able to be put on screen while we're waiting yep. for you to get going. I've just gone to a random one, and I'm scrolling down. And, uh, hey, Ruel. <laughs> um, okay. America's Got Talent or American Idol? <laughs> oh, man. So... I've I've watched probably one episode of each. Well, then you have to choose because I have um, not watched either of them. Yeah, I'll go with America's Got Talent only because it's more than just music. Uh, American Idol's music, America's Got Talent or whatever is oh, like is all it kinds more of different of a broadband no, that's good novelty answer. acts. Yeah, so I'll go with that one. What about you? Okay, um, I think you sold me. I mean, having never watched either of them, I'd probably want to <laughs> see more variety of talent. Um, yeah. Okay, S- Simpsons or Family Guy? Oh man. Uh, I've got to go old school. I'm more of a Simpsons fan only because I've watched more Simpsons over my lifetime than Family Guy. I like them both. They're both very funny, but give me the Simpsons. Yep. Okay. If you had to, skydiving or bungee jumping? I've done both. Have you really? Yes, I have. I'm terrified of both. Um, That's why I said if you have to. If I have to. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like bungee bungee jumping, you do have that safety net sort of. Oh, man. I'll go bungee jumping, yeah. Here's the deal. Bungee jumping, in my experience, is much harder. Is much oh, really? more terrifying. Because the first time you go skydiving, you're going to be tandem diving, which means you are literally yeah. just strapped to a professional. And when we yeah. did this, and we got up there, and the door opened for the plane, and I was the first one out, because I guess I was the biggest or something like that, and he shouts in your ear, Put your feet on the wing! And I'm like, jeez, oh, I'm so terrified. I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And it's like, take your hand off the door! And then boom, we're gone. And wow. then we, we tumble a little bit, we straighten out, and then it's just like, and so there's like this brief moment of fear, but you've got somebody shouting in your ear. You really have no agency. Bungee okay. jumping, on the other hand, which I did, uh, Jen, I did uh, Circus Circus in Las Vegas. I think they've got, uh, oh. we figured, hey, if we're ever going to do this, let's do it here because it's set up year round. It's not some fly-by-night thing just doing it off of a, yeah. of a bridge. And who knows if they have permits? You know, this has been clearly tested and they've been doing it without accidents for years. So we did it. And here's the problem. You get out to the edge, you look down, and n- no one's making you do anything. You have to do it oh, 100% man. yourself. <sighs> it's 100%. Wow. Okay, uh, and, and the thing is, again, when we did it, I was the first in line. I do not know why. And so there was Jen and like a half a dozen other people just like staring. I'm terrified. I'm, why did I say this? This is not worth the money. I don't want to do Oh, man, look at all these people. I'm being so rude. And um, we actually have a video of it. And I don't do any kind of big wah. I just kind of like, just kind of melt off the edge because <laughs> I'm so terrified. And it was it was terrifying because I mean, because you have no control. Uh, you have yeah. to do, or you, you have total control. I should say it's a voluntary wow. thing. And so if I were to do one again, I would definitely skydive again because the problem I had when I skydived is about halfway down, my goggles came off. And so I was having to squint oh. the entire time because oh, no. there's a lot of wind. So that's it. But by now I think we have some people asking questions too. Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, both sound so terrifying to me. Uh, yeah, very, let's... very. Okay, Kabuki is asking a Mexican food or Italian food. This is easy for me, Mexican food all the way. Probably. I would probably go with that too. Um, I mean, I love Italian food too. And you know what? If, if I had to pick just one dish 
if you could have one Mexican or one Italian, would you still take Mexicans? I think there are certain Italian dishes that I love more than anything in the, in the yeah. Mexican, uh, you know, south of the border repertoire. But on a broad strokes, I probably want more stuff out of Mexican food. Agreed. Yeah. Give me. Oh man, that that's a really good way of looking at it. It's diff- more difficult because I, you know, broadly your speaking, favorite Italian or your food. favorite Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love, you know, noodles, pasta. Yeah, exactly. If I could have one dish, oh, that's tough. But overall, Mexican food, okay, uh, for sure. Yep, all right. Okay, Uh, we'll go on the food thing here. Cheesecake or apple pie? Apple pie. Apple pie, for sure. 100%. I mean, I like cheesecake. Cheesecake is nice, but, I mean, cheesecake doesn't go well with ice cream. And really, pie is just a vehicle for ice cream. There you go. Got to have that Um, all and just something about, you know, you got the hot apples inside and that crispy crust mm-hmm. on the outside. Oh, I love You know that. what? Um, we just got back. You know, every week we go down and visit Jen's uh, folks down in Salem. Like I said, it's the three-hour round-trip drive. And we uh-huh. went out to Sherry's for lunch. Have you ever been to a Sherry's? Have you been to a Sherry's in a long time? What is a Sherry's? I've Sherry's, it's, it's like a Denny's-style nationwide uh-huh. friend. You know, it's very, okay. you know, American diner-style you know, sit down restaurant kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And their, their main thing, they're known for their pies. You know what they're doing, Ruel? They're putting pies and blending them into milkshakes. What? And really? I had a slice of Dutch apple pie blended into a milkshake, and it was just about the best freaking milkshake I ever had in my life. Whoa. Wow. So you get the ice cream already built into your uh, yep. apple pie. That's yep, yep, yep. interesting. Yeah, they, I guess they kind of half fill the you know the big metal thing up with the with the, you know their normal vanilla stuff, and then they put the yeah. pie in, and then they blend it all up, and oh my gosh, it was amazing. We were all blown away. Wow. Okay. Um, I need to try that. That sounds wonderful. I imagine there must be some not too far from you. I think they're, maybe they're only West Coast. I'm not sure if they're East Coast, but yeah, yeah, I've never been to one. So, yeah. okay. Uh, let, here we'll change it up a little bit. Uh, let's go. Oh, uh, Carlin or Pryor talking about American comedians. Wow, that's interesting. <sighs> I love them both. Sure. Um, gosh. Um, I will probably go with Pryor. Because I'm extending it, I mean, you just immediately think, oh, they're stand-up, but I'm going to extend into the movies. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, um, you know, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, the greatest comedy duo for, <laughs> from the mid-70s to the early 80s, yeah. some of the so greatest, co- you know, such a huge part of my childhood. So, yeah, it would have to be Pryor. Yeah. But Pryor, but Carlin is so good. Sure. Like, you know, Carlin, I, like, Pryor's, mm. I, I think you know, I so here's go the with thing. Carlin for stand-up. I think, yeah, if you're talking stand-up, like, I think Pryor might have had, like, the better peak, uh, like, couple of years. Yeah. Where he was, like, on point. But Carlin, I think, had the longer steady. career. Yeah. yeah steady. Yep. So, I'm, oh, this is so tough. I'll probably lean towards Carlin, but just by just by a nose, folks. Really, really close race. Um, oh, here's, a, let's talk about some games. Terra Mystica or Gaia Project? Oh, uh, Gaia Project. Easy. I would say Gaia Project, but I haven't played it. I've only played Terra Mystica, which I enjoyed a lot. But well, then I mean, yeah, I mean Gaia. Pro- I mean, yeah. Here's the thing: uh, Gaia Project is Terra Mystica set in space, but mm-hmm. everything is modular. You know, every time you set up, you get a completely new board, a completely new layout, completely new. I mean, you know, Terra Mystica has that too, with all the different objectives and whatnot. But imagine, you know, the level of replayability that Terra Mystica has, but with a completely modular board too. 
I am just find it much more engaging to go back and say, oh my gosh, wow, this is such a different vibe. Now, some people much prefer Terra Mystica. Those are the hardcore players who view Terra Mystica the way chess aficionados view chess. Yeah. They want that static board. They want it to be the same every time so they can see how things evolve. But I love the variety. Plus, Gaia Project is 10,000 times better as a two-player game. Ah, okay. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would assume that I was I would like Gaia Project better. It's you know, I just I have not it's been able fine. to play it, but yeah. yeah, hopefully one of these days. Um here's a funny one from um this is uh, A Rising. Sprayed by a skunk or bitten by a snake. <laughs> uh well, if it's if it's a non poisonous snake, of course I'll take bitten by a snake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll, um, I mean, they're sharp teeth. They, you hardly even notice. I mean, they're like, yeah. it's like getting a shot. I'd rather, and rather than have to stink for the rest of the day and scrub all that out and you'll still be smelling it days later. Yeah. Now, I would, if it leads to complications, you know, not fatal, but just like, yeah. oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to hit you hard. You're going to be laid up for a while. Your leg's going to be completely swollen the size of a watermelon, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is probably the more fair. <sighs> Mm-hmm. I think I'd still rather be bitten by a snake. I have been sprayed by a skunk, and I Ooh. don't want that to happen again. So, Re- for was, no other reason, just really for variety's bad? sake, I would like to get bitten by a snake. <laughs> well, I would. Ne- I, I have like an Indiana Jones fear of snakes. That's oh. like I, I hate <laughs> snakes. So, sprayed by so when you got sprayed by a skunk, did you have to like like take a a bath right away and just sit in the I, bath all I day? I was or, a kid. Um, I must have been. I don't know. It was still when we were living in Knight's Landing. And it was, uh, it was, when we lived in Night's Landing, as a kid, uh, my parents bought my brother and I some cheap used motorcycles. I had a, a Yamaha oh, okay. 100cc, he had a little Suzuki 50cc, because he was a few years younger than me. And, uh, you know, every weekend we would get to go out to, there was, you know, there was just this place out in the country that was just nothing but, oh, really great jumps for riding a motorbike. And, uh, and there was a bit of a forest, and... I got off the bike at one point um, to go take a pee in the forest, and I startled the skunk, and boom, it just got me immediately. Oh, man. And uh, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really... This like makes your eyes water. It's so bad. Oh. And, um, and so, no, I didn't do anything immediately because we got back on the motorbike, and I kept biking around. So, I mean, mostly <laughs> I was... I mean, I could still smell it, though, uh, for the rest of yeah. the day. And I had to ride it back in the back of the truck with the motorcycles the way home. And I don't remember the particulars of how it got scrubbed out of me. So I don't yeah. remember... I, I mostly just remember the, the moment itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't want to experience either of those, so... <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, X-Men or Justice League? Wow, that's a good choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, because those are both of my second and third and fourth tier superheroes. Mm-hmm. I guess I would say X Men in that case. Uh, yeah. Just because I mean, you know, obviously they were created, uh, you know, as an allegory to to racism and social inequality, yep. and and uh, and you know, and, and that's way you know, and, and so what the uh, what Marvel was doing with them was much more interesting than just. Oh well, I guess we just have a bunch of these characters. Let's just throw them all together, and yeah. um, you know, and and just you know, get grandfathered into pop culture. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I would definitely take X Men. I mean, and to be yeah. fair, I did used to read. I never really got into X Men that much. I did read New Mutants a lot back when I was in high school. Okay. Back when yeah. Bill Senkowitz was the artist, and it was just yep. so weird and explosive and bizarre. Yeah. Uh, you know, Warlock the robot was just like every frame he was in was just <laughs> like he was consuming the frame of the yeah. So I, I yeah. X Men, I would think. 
Yeah, I, I was, uh, that's exactly where I fall in it. Uh, X-Men, they truly felt like a team, whereas like Justice League, yeah, here's all the greatest superheroes, you throw them together and see what happens. Yeah. Whereas X-Men, you know, you got the, the school uh, for mutants and stuff. And yeah, I, yeah I just, plus I with Justice it, League, you always want, yeah. why is any of this exist? Because there's Superman right. and, oh, and then there's some people to clean up. I'm really super, yep. Superman can handle, I mean, I'm not the biggest, I mean, Superman, why, Ruel? Why do they, every time they reboot the the DC universe, they do it like every few years. I keep wondering, yeah. when are you just going to make Superman a normal superhero instead yeah. of a freaking god? You, I mean, if you're yeah. rebooting, you can do it. Or let him build exactly. to that. And they never do. I don't understand why that has to be so woven in. It's not where he started. He couldn't even fly at the beginning. He literally leapt over tall yeah. buildings. So I never get that. Yeah. I, I don't either. Uh, you know, I, again, we're both more Marvel guys yeah, than yeah, DC yeah. guys to begin with. So, uh, what about okay, British original TV or American remakes? Oh, huh. Oh, wow. You know, the first one I think of was The Office. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, that's the obvious. You know, that is yeah. the poster child. Um, and there, other... there is no better example of of the British. And honestly, it is because of Office that I will say American remakes. I've watched okay. both the American and the British office all the way through, and I very much uh, loved and respected the British office, but it is cold and bitter. Uh, you know, it is angry okay. comedy. And it's interesting, the first season of the American office tried to replicate that, but they quickly realized this just isn't our vibe. And when they started yeah. making um, Michael Scott a sympathetic character who you actually understood why he was so awkward and you cared for him I mean I could never go back to David Brent who was just like oh no no we just like laughing at him because he's a monster um, yeah. you know I mean and yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the fundamental juxtaposition in terms of there's much... I mean, there is interesting storytelling and drama and pathos in the British office, but, you know, it, it cannot compare to the, the, uh, the lofty heights of the American office at the end of the day because they, mm-hmm. they, um, they are unabashedly sentimental. Um, if British stuff is sentimental, it's so, yeah, but we're really mocking this while we're doing it. Um, we, we, you know, we were talking down to it, whereas America embraces it. I guess maybe I'm an American. Um, you know, it's part of uh, national culture, uh, you know, the whole stiff upper lip and all that. And yeah, so for me, American, I I would say, do you, of course there's exceptions. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think of any any other example. I mean, what other examples do we have to go for? I, I can't even think. Those are the two that come to my mind. And, you know, I, I think you hit on the head. It's a cultural thing. You know, yeah. it's the difference between American culture and, and British culture. Um, now, one show I haven't seen that has not been remade here in the States, and I don't want to see it. There was a wonderful show uh, years ago called Spaced. And oh. it was uh, starring Simon Pegg. You know, um, yeah, of course. he played. Uh, and what, Nick what was Frost. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's them coming together. And it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, that's, uh, they're in an apartment, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I highly recommend that because he does, they do so many things uh, on, they riff on like a lot of American pop culture. There's like a ton of Star Wars references, Star Trek, all kinds of like comic book stuff. Folks, if you've never seen Space, check it out. It might be on Amazon, I'm not sure, but this was Simon Pegg before he got famous. And Edgar, Edgar Wright was the uh, director. So they teamed up later for like Shaun of the Dead, um, you know, uh, the cop one and at World's End, all kinds of great stuff. So check that out. I don't know if they, I don't, I hope they don't make it in America. I just went and found a list and a lot of these uh shows I don't know. Um, I have seen both the British and American whose line is in any way British seven ways to Sunday. I, I I, I did enjoy that. I couldn't watch, uh, the American one. 
Um, yeah. Let's see. Queer as Folk, I have not seen either of them, I have to admit. Or the Inbetweeners, have not seen either of them. Of course, uh, there's the uh, American Idol, and, you know, I mean, all those things get exported the other way. The yep. There is an, a U.S. remake of the IT, of the IT crowd? No, there wasn't. I did not know huh. that. That's crazy. Um, I just, something just came to mind. I, the greatest, here it is. This will end the argument right here. In America, we had a show called Three's Company. That was a remake of a British show called Man About the House or something like that. Oh, really? Three's, Com- Three's Company, by far the better show. Uh, Jack Tripper, John Ritter, classic uh, comedian. The show doesn't really hold up well. It, it's, a, uh, it's a product of its times, or early 80s or whatever. But his physical comedy, genius. And yeah. I don't think... Uh, I, uh, honestly, I've never seen the other one. But I'm just going to say Three's Company because it, it's the American one. Oh, uh, one more. Um, Veep is... I mean, it's it's the same creative uh, forces the behind Veep did the original British equivalent of it. And I cannot remember the British oh. show. Oh, what is Veep a remake of? Veep. No, the, the HBO show with, uh, what's yeah. her name? Uh, oh, okay. I didn't know that was a remake. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's new characters and whatnot. The thick of it, the thick of it. I've seen both thick of them. Of I was so in love oh. with the thick of it, and I loved Veep. And honestly, and again, now, and this is interesting, because it is literally the same creative forces behind both shows. It's transplanted the idea of looking at okay. a bunch of woefully incompetent public officials, uh, you know, in a small, you know, like inconsequential, you know, very frustrated because they can't really make a difference, um, and they, they're mm. all at each other's throats, uh, and they brought it over to the vice presidency in the United States, and... Um, they're both fantastic. They're both equally funny. And again, Veep didn't do it as much as The Office, but Veep sometimes does get sentimental. Sometimes does actually try to paint these characters in a uh, sympathetic light that in the thick of it never does. Um, uh, and okay. I almost wonder if they got notes from the br- American producers. <laughs> hey, you got to give us at least one character to like here. I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. this isn't in England anymore. Uh, we don't <laughs> we, we don't hate watch. Although, heck, maybe these days, maybe Americans are more primed to hate watching nowadays than they were back in the day. Uh, yeah. But if I had to pick, I would probably pick Veep over the thick of it too. And the thick of it is fantastic. Okay. So there cool. we go. All right, folks. All right, more. Um, we got more, more, more because we're doing three of these in one setting. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, this is interesting. Ruckus says pool billiard or swimming pool. Oh, okay. A pool or a pool. Interesting. All right. So playing billiards, playing pool, table uh, pool, or swimming in a pool. Uh, pool. Uh, uh, playing pool. Uh, billiards. <laughs> yeah. Table. Yeah. Uh, uh, same with same billiards. <laughs> yeah. Pool, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, not a fan of chlorine. Um, yeah. you know, and all of it, if it's a public pool, you're always worried about the pee. Uh, yep. whereas pool is just a good solid time. I always love playing whenever I get a chance. Yeah. And I think I was traumatized as a kid because our, you know, we had a, a swimming pool for, uh, at my parents' home and guess who had to clean it, uh, uh regularly. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yep, yeah. Yep. Me and my brothers had to, you know, so like, yeah, pool's fun until you got to clean it every week. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, a pool table yeah. does not need much upkeep. Exactly. Yep. Um, here's a time travel question. Bill okay. and Ted or Back to the Future? I know where I'm going with this. Yeah, uh, I guess it's Back to the Future. It's got to be, right? Yeah, I mean, it has to be. The flux capacitor, the DeLorean, come on. Yeah. Um, you know? I'm trying to come up with an argument in favor of Bill and Ted, but I don't think I can do it. I And I really did like the new Bill and Ted that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, did you really? Oh, I, was, I didn't watch it. it. I, I, oh, I, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I thought it was actually fairly emotionally impactful. Uh, oh, you know, as wow. those okay. silly goofball characters had to 
come to terms with getting old. Uh, cool. Maybe it has some meaning for me. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I want to see the the new Clerks movie because they, I think they touched on similar thing, things. Oh, you yes. Remember, it's like oh, Clerks my gosh. 3 or 4 I have whatever. seen the new Clerks movie. Oh, you have? I okay. have. And, um, yeah, I mean, if, you're, if, if, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith dialogue and Kevin Smith comedy, it delivers on that. And, yeah, it... It says, where are your heartstrings? Give them to me! Boom! And ah. pulls them as hard as it possibly can. Okay. In a good way. Yeah. I, I, I did find need it. need to see that. Uh, very good. I mean, it's the same, cool. still kind of weird. Okay, this is very heightened dialogue. This doesn't sound like real people talking at right. all. You know, much right. the same way that um, you know, Aaron Sorkin dialogue doesn't. But I don't care. I mean, because yep. it's, just, it's just fun to listen to and, and yeah. revisit all those characters. And he's yeah the the writing is is so clever and it, it does not it does not sound like anything anyone talks like but it's it's very clever and really well done and why don't we move on to race game video or board game for a race game? Hmm. Hmm. One of my favorite video games of all time is Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh huh. I don't think I played that one. Oh yeah, I mean it it spawned. I mean the first one for Xbox 360 it spawned a oh, whole it. series of them. But, um, I know, I mean, it's uh, anything video game. Is there anything, Ruel, that you can think of that you would rather experience in video game form than board game form? Because for me, it's, um, I can't think of one. Can you think of something? Yeah. And that I, I, I am a, I'm an on, analog guy through and through. Yeah. Um, honestly, the last race game I played was Mario Kart uh, for video <laughs> games. You know, with my well, I mean, Mario he- Kart versus Quest for Eldorado. Uh, you know, it's Canizia month. I'm going quest for Eldorado. <laughs> okay, Mario Kart. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, yeah. yeah. I, but, I. That's which I. Yeah. I literally. Can, is there anything that I would rather experience in video game form with a controller in my hand, feet up, yeah. watching the TV, as opposed I to mean, sitting down at the table with Jen? I don't think there is. I can't. I yeah. maybe I just have limited imagination. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Um. Said the guy who worked in the video game industry for twenty years and right. yeah. grew I mean, up I, I playing video games have... and defined his existence based on video games. Right. Yeah. Well, there it is, folks. All right. There you go, Ruckus. Thanks. Well, all right. I would say that's three uh, episodes worth, all crammed in one, and it's just about one o'clock, so we got to start doing the show. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, but first, we have to give fifty dollars to one lucky winner. Uh, oh yeah. Go ahead cool. and find the browser. There we go. All right. There we go. Uh, shuffle them up a few more times. And uh, this is going to be a $50 gift certificate to Fun Again Games for one lucky winner. Let's see who it is. Good luck, everybody. Oh, wow. There's a lot of names on the wheel this time. <laughs> Who'd you got? Ken Costin. Ken Costin. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. All right. Good job, Ken. Yep. All right, Ken, I will uh, be contacting you this afternoon, uh, and we will get that information to you. And just in time, actually, so here's the weird thing. Um, let me, uh, before we go, let me check my email, because we are going to be, we have gotten, folks, ad, an advanced sneak peek at the sales prices that Funigan Games is going to be doing for their Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. Um, and we've got, you know, because it'll go up, a bunch of games will just be instantly gone. Some of them will stick around and we're going to say, well, these are the ones we really want. Although, let's see, of my five, I think four of them are from that sale list and then there's one new one. I think you yeah. said you had some like three and two or something like three. that. Yep. 
Right. That's right. But the thing is, I don't know when this sale is actually happening. And I would like to be able to say that because we're actually revealing our answers before the sale starts. And I wrote an email and there is no answer. So I'm going to have to wait. I will have to edit that information in after the fact. That's okay. Let's see okay. here. Let Before we uh, do any of that, though, let's battle to the death. All right. All righty. And, folks, while you are ripping each other apart, we need to come up with a secret <laughs> word for the next episode that we're about to Oh, record. yeah. All right. What did we talk about so far in the pre-show? Folks, if you have a suggestion for a secret word, uh, drop it in the chat, and maybe we'll use your word. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Comic books, movies, games. Skunks. Uh, to, uh, skunks and uh, snakes and skydiving and bungee jumping. All kinds of good stuff. Let us know. Yep. Uh, Kabuki's uh, suggesting skunk, which I, I think that would be a good one. Can I yep. give him the one here? Um, let's see. What else you got, folks? Skunk. Boy, it's kind of weird trying to jump into the middle of this if I hadn't been uh, narrating it right from the get-go. Kabuki oh. Kid at 50% health, chasing down A.G. Fox, just misses the health pack that could have cinched it for Um And then Goblin Kabuki throw down. Kabuki survives, moves on. Goblin knows where the bread is buttered, picks up the health pack. And is Kabuki going for the other health pack? Yes, she is. Oh, my goodness, folks. But Wesseloid is picking up a health pack as well. This could go. It's a three-way titanic battle from the smartest avatars. Kabuki takes out her opponent. Kabuki, the literal Star-Lord, up against Wesseloid. Old man time. And we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Punch. And Kabuki gets oh. a backstabbers. Wesseloid. <laughs> Whoa, Wesseloid. Nice, Triumphant. I see Kabuki shouting in the uh, chat, come at me, bro. Um, <laughs> and uh, Wesseloy did. Boom went the dynamite. Boom came down the old man beard staff. All right. That was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, I like Kabuki's suggestion of skunk for the secret word because I can work it into one of my games. <sighs> okay. Then I'm sold. Hey, one less All thing right. I have to worry about. Yeah. Okay, hey. so folks, cool. listen for a well to say skunk at some point. Make a note of what game we were talking about on the top ten at that point, and we'll talk about the rest in the actual show, just yep. in case this is your first time. Let's see. Has cool. anything else happened? Um, let's see here. Oh, we have another request for a top three from Ruckus McCallis. I mean, we're going to do the show. We're going to do some Q&A, but we've got so much stuff backed up. Maybe we should do something other than Q&A afterwards. But we'll yeah. worry about Yo. that um, at the end. Skunk is the secret word. I need to put the new stuff on the screen. Boop. Uh, and boom, put that up. Oh, no, not that button. I'm pushing every wrong button I can. There it is, that thing up there. Okay, the secret word is skunk. Oh, right, okay. Don't need the send the name uh, thingy yet. Need the normal find all... You know, the reason that that is always the find all the episodes at R&R is because you did that in like our second episode when we made a playlist. You just started putting that at the bottom of the screen. And so we continue to do that to this day. Oh, cool. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I stand corrected, Kabuki. Yes, you did not, in fact, say bro. You just said, come at me, lol, LOL. And I misread LOL. it as bro. Um, come at me, lol. It doesn't quite have the same <laughs> impact, but I, I, I stand dutifully corrected. Okay. 
Um, let's see here. Do I have your list? Yes, I do. As a bunch of Bitly links, I've got mine as a bunch of other stuff. Right. Uh, we've got the. Oh, come here. Oh, did my mouse just die? My mouse Uh-oh. just died. Oh no! It surely did. Wow. So batteries. Uh, yeah, it's it's a rechargeable. Um. Oh. All right. Um, I do. Where's my? I have a USB cable. Where is it? It should be right over there. It must have fallen down. Um, t- oh, I can't even switch over to full screen well. Um, entertain the folks oh, no. while I find my power cord for my mouse. Oh, no. Okay, cool. No worries. Folks, you get to hang out with me for a few minutes. Uh, drop something in chat. Let, let, let's talk. Um, let me see. What? Uh, y'all know I'm in the Airbnb. We're, we're slowly but surely. We're, actually, we're finishing up our move, so we'll be out of here soon, uh, thankfully. But let me know what games y'all are playing. Anything good? Um, I've got a run-through of um, Star Wars The Clone Wars that I'm working on. That'll be here on the channel um, real soon. Um, hopefully, when I get back to uh, home, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i film that uh, either later, than, probably sometime this week. Uh, let's see. Victory VHG says, Vruel, any recommended solo campaign games? Um, my favorite experience for... Uh, well, not solo. Uh, I was thinking Clank Legacy... Uh, the Acquisitions Incorporated. That was a wonderful legacy game. But as far as solo campaigns, you know what I'm doing? This is sort of a campaign. Oh, you're back. Okay, cool. I'll keep going. Um, The uh, Overboss, um, Boss Monster Adventure. Uh, It's a tile laying game. They actually have a campaign that you can solo. It's more of, it's not really a narrative campaign. It's more like a bunch of uh, objectives you're trying to complete. I've really enjoyed that. Uh, There's also a solo campaign in uh, Band- Band- Bandata, Bandata. It is a war. Uh, it's a bird game uh, played by one or two players. Really quick game, but they also include a solo campaign. So you're going to go to different continents, talk, uh, try to see different birds. I'm looking forward to uh, playing that. I love that game, but I haven't uh, played the solo campaign yet. So that one I'm looking forward to. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyone else here? Oh, uh, Ag Fox, uh, wife, and played uh, Splinter <laughs> Duel over the weekend. Was much enjoyed. Yeah. Michelle and I, we're still playing Splinter Duel. It is wonderful. Um, one of my favorite games of the year, in fact. And uh, we've, we're having a fun with it. Michelle and I, we're calling Splinter Duel, Splinter Duel, so it rhymes with Ruel. Um, I don't know why. That's just one of the things we're doing. Uh, let's see. Anyone else? Got the Goblin says, I got the second Architects West Kingdom uh, expansion. Nice. I like it, but it's quite a bit heavier. Yeah, that I remember the second expansion really did... Um, uh, crunch, uh, make that game a little more crunchy. And you know, now that I think about it, I think Architects was a good solo game. Do they have, I don't know if they have a campaign game for that, but I really enjoyed it solo. Um, let me My see. My mouse is what working else? again. It is working. Okay, cool. Okay. Good, I was talking about cover. solo campaign games. I'm sorry, what? All right. I, I was talking about solo campaign games with, uh, with our friends in chat here. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Um, I, I was just talking about Overboss, the uh, Boss Monster Adventure, the tile lane game. They actually have a solo campaign that you can play through. Uh, it's not really a narrative thing, but it, it's got like different objectives you can go through and stuff, which I, I'm i really enjoying. I'm almost done with it. Excellent. But we're done with that now. We're here to record the that, show. Let's now do the show. Now that my mouse yeah. is up and at him again. And right. skunk is a secret word. Oh, I need to get the uh, top 10. No, I need, I need to get the banner.txt. I need to use my little hoozy majig to keep it on top so it doesn't fall behind things. 
Alrighty. Okay. And unfortunately, I now have this cable that is uh, it's just going to, as I swipe around, it's going to knock all this stuff that's on this uh, game that's in front of me, which I would have put away this morning. I filmed, uh, this is Pest, uh, a game coming on Kickstarter pretty soon, and I filmed it last night, and I was going to put it away, but I'm waiting to hear back from the publisher in case I got a couple things wrong and I need to film some inserts. So that's why ah. it's just spread all over the place. And now that there's this uh, cord moving back and forth, it's just destroying the countryside as mm-hmm. I move it around. But that's going to be okay. Okay, I think... Cool. Let's move that a little bit further away. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's annoying. But I don't have to mouse too terribly much. Okay, I think I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. Obviously, you've yep. confirmed the audience is ready to go. They are good to go, yes. Okay, then. Um, let's see. Where do we go? It is, what is it? It's that. All right. <clears throat> One more sip of water. Here we go. Okay. I'll do the same. All right. Good idea. Always be sure to hydrate, folks. Hydrate with us, folks. <sighs> yep. Oh, and by the way, folks, while we're filming, we're going to stop doing any back and forth with the audience. But during that time, if you have any questions, put, put them in the chat, starting with a question mark, so that we'll know about them and we can do a little bit of Q&A afterwards. If there isn't much Q&A, hey, we got a bunch of other segments we can do, too. That's all cool, Daddy-O. All right. You ready to go? Real. Yes. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Hey everybody, this episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Fun Again Games. Hello, Ruel, how are you, sir? I am doing fantastic, Richard. How are you? Uh, Not as good as you, because I hear there's good news, everyone, in the Gaviola household, correct? Yes, we are. This is uh, the Airbnb. I'm going to be saying uh, au revoir, goodbye, so long to this thing. Real soon, we're going to be back at home. Um, I'm going to be rebuilding the studio. So it'll be a little while till we get all our stuff back, but the plumbing issues are taken care of. The restoration has been completed. Yay, we're going home. I, I, I cannot wait to just sleep in my own bed for you know every night from now on because the bed we had here the airbnb was probably the low point of, really? <laughs> of uh, the situation yeah it's just a it's an old bad mattress and it's like oh Ugh. no yeah so i'm looking forward to just spending the night at, at home but you know just being at home uh the the pugs are gonna have the, the pugs have enjoyed their time here but it's time for us to all go home and uh, we're we're so excited and i do want to thank everyone uh, all the viewers and everyone in chat who have uh you know said some best wishes to me and michelle and also through uh, your dms as well we truly do appreciate that i share them with michelle so thank you for your support and for your kindness uh during these rough almost three months it's been uh, way yeah. too long but yeah yeah but thankfully, I was able to you know work on this little desk and do some uh, run-throughs, not only here for the channel, but also on my uh, Twitch channel. And speaking of games, we got plenty of games to talk about in this episode yes, of the we R&R do. Show. We're going to be talking about 10 games because, well, folks, you may not have noticed, but the end of the year is almost upon us. And one of the things that happens at the end of the year, certainly in the States, although these days I think it's probably a worldwide phenomenon, is a thing called Cyber Monday, which is when all of the online retailers out there start putting out big super sales. They're big sales of the year. And this episode is sponsored by Fun Again Games, frequent sponsor of the show. They're going to be doing a Cyber Monday sale. At this point, I do not know the date it starts. Because one thing is, year after year, the Cyber Monday styles... Uh, so you'll start starting on Sundays and then Saturdays and then the previous Mondays. So um, I'll put somewhere on the screen when I find out exactly when this sale is starting. But Ruel and I got an advanced sneak peek at the games that are going to be on sale and the prices. And uh, we decided to say, hey, what would be the top 10 games we'd buy right now when this sale is going on? And there's going to be in for it down in the show notes and all of that. So I've got some very big um, uh, savers. I think Ruel has a few too. But before we get to that, yes. folks, in case any of these pique your curiosity and you might want to pick some up, well, well, uh, is there any way they could uh, we could help them out with that? 
Oh, we could definitely help them out with that. Um, folks, you're going to watch the show. You're going to listen. Keep an, uh, keep an ear out for one of us. We're going to say a secret word. And if you type in the name of the game we're talking about when we say the secret word and send it to an, an email to contestatrattle.com, you'll be entered to win a gift certificate for, I think I believe it's $50. Is that $50 correct? $50 US. There it is. Yes. Yeah. So the secret word this time is skunk. So why skunk you'll have to watch the extended uh, edition of the show yes, uh, when we stream this live on twitch so this is all up on youtube as well but we talk about that um uh, before the actual recording of this show so skunk one of us richard or myself will be saying it and then you type in the name of the game that we're talking about at that time send it to a an email to contest at router.com and you'll be entered to win that gift certificate you got it folks and um heck some with the, I mean, you could get several games with that fifty bucks uh, based on the prices I've got on my list. So, yeah. without any further ado, uh, Ruel, uh, do you have anything more to say? Are you ready to get right to our number ten on the list? I wonder. Yeah, let's let's jump right into it. We're ready to save some people some money, and All we've right. got some great games. My number ten to kick things off as our number ten is Canvas. Now, oh, okay. This, yeah, this is on sale um, uh, over here at Fun Again Games. I got to play this game for the first time last year, and for me, it was an immediate hit. I love this game. It takes card crafting, does something really neat. It, it's like the most beautiful card crafting game I've seen. Now, um, you, if you're familiar with card crafting, you'll think Mystic Veil from John D. Clare. You'll also think his other game, Dead Reckoning, which was, uh, just uh, came out. I, Canvas is a lighter game that, than that, but I will argue it's it's ten times as beautiful as those games. Um, you are building a canvas, uh, di- bringing different elements of colors and shapes and stuff, and you're literally building a canvas, a, a piece of art um, there uh, through uh, drafting and set collection. Uh, wonderful game. Plays in about, I'd say, like 30, 40 minutes or so. And I just, I love what they did to car crafting here. I think it's a very neat way to do a set collection game. You're, you know, putting uh, colors and shapes into one little sleeve with these uh, transparent sleeves. And as you do, you can see there, there are certain um, uh, objectives or goals that you want to complete, like certain colors or certain shapes or whatever need to go here. And that, oh, it's such a good game. And I believe it's been on Kickstarter a couple of times. They might have had a, a couple I think of reprints. That they, uh, there's, uh, I think there might be a fundraising campaign for it literally still running right now, though it might have just ended oh, for a new okay. expansion that adds more stuff. Gotcha. And this game is ripe for an expansion because I think the base game, which is on sale right now, I think it's a wonderful game, but I always thought that uh, for people who are deeper into the hobby, an expansion would really take this um, into the next level. Yeah. Have you been able to play the expansions or, I have or this not. game? Uh, the, yeah. I, honestly, I thought the base game was surprisingly crunchy. I mean, it's yeah. so simple. You're just grabbing one of the five cards that are out there that have just a little area, and then you superimpose them over your old to make like your own personal yep. painting. Um, but there are every one of these things has different elements. Oh, this has water in it. This has the other. And, and with all the different objectives you get every time, it's I mean, you can't possibly do it all. So you're constantly having to make compromises to play smart in canvas i'm really impressed by the game yeah love it all right so that's our number 10 let's move on to our next game let's do that uh number nine on the list uh this is i'll be honest this is not the first time we've talked about this on the show uh i've definitely mentioned in the past because i already regardless of the savings have always been a huge fan of number nine almond ray the card game um yes. and uh it has been on sale here for quite a while because I think they've just got a they've got a mountain of these in their warehouse quite frankly for a while they were actually doing them as a giveaway when you bought stuff and the thing is I have never seen it this low down to 599 
to Whoa. get this game. And if you go back and watch my video I filmed of it years ago, I mean, I thought it was a great game. It was a worthy game. When, you know, it's full, regular price. At its heart, this is a card game version of Amon Ray, uh, widely considered to be one of designer Reiner Knizia's greatest games of all time, or one of his greatest auction games. And the original Amon Ray did not work well for two. This new version does, and it's a wonderful game for two players. It basically combines the stuff we're trying to auction for, building up, you know, the ancient Egyptian um, civilizations over multiple generations, uh, you know, where, hey, we bid on stuff. Some sticks around for future generations. Others get reset. So you've got this really long-term strategy. Um, but it's all driven by auctions. And the auctioning in this game is very, very reminiscent of Raw. Another phenomenal one of Reiner Knizia's greatest. Raw is famous for having... Oh, look, everybody can see what bidding chips I have. I've got a 1, a 3, a 7, and a 10. And once my 10 is gone, everybody knows, oh, I can always beat you because your 10 is gone. That always creates interesting tension in Raw. What Amon Ray the card game does is it takes it to the next level because... You don't have just a preset number. You actually say, oh, I've got 14 gold, and you divide that gold however you want. You can have a bunch of really low-value cards or a few high-value cards if you want to make sure you win. It's brilliant. It's such a smart design, and um, I've always been a fan of it. This is one of the games that I have kept on my shelves through many, many calls. I thought this game was worth it at its full price, but now that it is down to $5.99, I mean, geez louise, if uh, you are ever interested in... Um, um, you know, uh, Reiner Knizia classic auction games, I think it is worth checking out. Especially because, as you pointed out in the pre-show, it's Reiner Knizia's birthday this month. In fact, it might literally be today when you're watching this show. So what That's better right. way to celebrate than picking up Almond Ray, the card game, for an insanely low price. Yeah, seriously. But almost like a, a price of a cup of coffee these days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A wonderful game by an outstanding designer. Yes, we are celebrating, or I am celebrating Reiner Knizia's month, all our birthday throughout the uh, month of November, friends. So great choice, uh, Richard. I, I still have not played this. I love Raw, and this definitely feels like something in my wheelhouse. Well, so. I know a place you can get it for cheap. <laughs> really? Yes. Right. I'll clue you in after the choice. show. Yes. Uh, let's move on to our number eight. Um, okay. Number eight, come on up on screen. It is Paris, la Cité de Lumière. I'm trying to do my oh French. Oh my it's, goodness. Where did that I, come from? That's like a, a couple of years of French back in uh, college that I'm, I'm so horrible at. I, I, that's pretty much all I can do. But anyways, Devere Games, friends, is, they are putting out some really fantastic stuff these days. Yeah. And this is much smaller in scale, but... The game itself is solid. It's a tile laying game. It's heart. You got those polyominoes. You're building. I think it's like the uh, early or late 19th century uh, Paris, and you are building the streets. And you see the little tokens are those are the lights. So you're lighting up the streets of Paris. And what you're doing is laying down those tiles, the polyominoes. But it's almost like a it's like a double draft, right? So you yeah. lay down those, and then the second half of the game you're going to lay on top of those as well. And depending on how you you know the spatial elements and also the colors and whatnot, that's going to give you fewer or more points oh it's a two-player game michelle and i love this game it's still in our collection we we played it a couple of years ago when we got it and i feel like for a tile laying game it's sort of overlooked for whatever reason yeah. i i don't know why but i think it's wonderful and that's why it's on number eight paris la cite de lumiere oh it was that's worth it just to hear you uh, try to model your way <laughs> through that a second time you, went double dipped. you double dipped the chip jerry <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's a uh, it's a great game. Uh, like I said, it's a double decker tile layer. First, you're tile laying to build the streets, and then you're trying to build the buildings on top. And there's long term and short term and objectives and all kinds of stuff. Jen and yeah. I found for folks who are interested in um, interaction, it can be a little cutthroat. You can definitely be making moves to cut off your opponent. They could have been working. True. I've been trying to get this street like this. Oh no, <laughs> don't anywhere but there. Um, but yeah. if you're looking for a tile layer with some player interaction. Uh, I think you'll be pleased. That is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, Michelle and I do. I mean, we do enjoy that a little more. Uh, the <laughs> that type of player interaction, and also there's a, there's like special actions that you can take as well, which really you know uh, adds to the depth of the game. So yeah, that's our number eight. Let's move on to our number seven. Okay, let's do that then. And this is another one that just blew me away when I saw it on the list. How cheap number seven Dragon's Gate College is. Uh, now this was a game I covered many many years ago, actually. And it's interesting. I went back and watched my video of it this morning because, you know, I hadn't played it for several years. And I'm like, oh, I, what did I think of it? And this was interesting because I never gave my final thoughts for this game because at the time, at Essence Spiel, my wife was doing a uh, collaboration with NSKN, the publisher. Uh, she was actually selling glass. And so I said, well, I can't give you my final thoughts on this game because uh, every additional sale comes into my pocket because my wife is selling, you know, accessories for it. So I never did a final thought. So here we are, all these years later, and let me tell you folks, $10.99. This game is rock bottom prices. I mean, this is price to move. And I have always thought this is a very, very sharp uh, dice drafting game with a lot of really cool elements. And so let me finally give my final thoughts all these years later. I, I don't think Jen's making any money off of selling her little glass potion bottles anymore. Although if anybody's interested in those, you can always check them out at www.gamerglass.art. Um, I think she does actually still sell them. They're a popular line for her. But, okay, this is a Hogwarts-esque uh, you know, fantasy university where we are training. Actually, it feels more like Dungeons and Dragons universe because we're training kids to be the best warriors, um, wizards, and thieves. Because as part of setup, there are a bunch of quests that the nearby villages need help with, and so we're trying to train students to get the right skills to be able to go out and complete these quests. And the whole thing is driven by dice drafting. At the beginning of every round, we roll some dice. Some of the dice are mine. Some of the dice are yours that are in this common pool, and some of them are neutral. And um, here's the thing. If I use uh, my own die or a neutral die, I just get to do the action. And there's all kinds of actions. Hire teachers, build buildings, because there's like this whole little polyomino tiling Tetris game off to the side on your own board. Train the kids, have them go through the local dungeon, um, you know, recruit imps that let you change the value of the dice, all the kind of stuff you would expect in a very, you know, thematic fantasy world. Um, and so if I use a neutral die or my own die, I just do the action. But if I use your die, Ruel, you get to do the action also. And what Ooh. happens is one of the actions you can do over the course of the game is replace the neutral dice with your own dice. And that's a big part of the strategy because, hey, if at the beginning of a round, we're playing a two-player game and we roll, what is it, four or five dice, and three of them are mine, one is neutral and only one is Ruel's, Ruel doesn't want to use any of my dice because he'll be giving me free actions as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, the draft becomes so much more engaging because wouldn't you know, the number, Ruel needed a six, 
the only six that came up was on one of my dice, which means, hey, I'm, we're both going to be doing a six action this turn. And um, it's so sharp, and I've never really seen anything else quite like it. Now, all the dice drafting stuff you would expect, you know, using them as basically kind of dice worker placement, modifying the dice to do other stuff. Uh, and basically, you know, we're trying to complete these quests, which means we've got recipes to fulfill. We're trying to do tiling. We're trying to manipulate the dice. It's all very cool. Um, but this idea that it's just one strategy. And I know when I covered this years ago, a lot of people said, well, it seems like, well, it's just a broken strategy. Make your dice, replace the neutral dice with your dice, and you'll win every time. And here's the problem. For you to do that, you are spending time and resources that gets you nothing other than the potential of future bonuses on your opponent's turn, and you don't necessarily even have control over what those bonuses will be. So, um, while it may look like that's too powerful, I mean, a lot of people ask me this time. I was looking through my old comments and like, no, that's not a problem because you only have a few rounds. If you spend an entire round doing nothing but reprogramming dice so you could do stuff in the future, while I'm actually building the groundwork of a university that trains kids, I'm still doing more than you. And it just means, oh, you'll get stuff later on if I use your dice. And there's no guarantee I will use your dice. Because maybe I'll just try to stick to my own or I'll muscle my own in. It's really sharp. Very fun. Um, my biggest worry is the board is huge. It is a ginormous board. And yet, at the same time, the um, tokens for the students and uh, professors, they're full of super tiny little text. So there were some usability issues with the game. I will grant it, admit that. But it looks nice, it plays sharp, it does some really cool stuff uh, that I've never seen anywhere else in dice drafting, and you can get it now on sale for $10.99, which is why um, Dragon's Gate College comes in at number seven. Wow, that you've sold me. I've never heard of this game before. Yeah. I had no idea you covered it. So yeah, that sounds interesting. I'm always down for a dice uh, drafting game, and that looks fantastic. Now, okay. I am worried about, though, I mean, the text, when you're, you're talking tech, like tiny text on It's tiny icons. Uh, that, if I, I'm pretty sure the game me. is completely language independent. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Great choice. Uh, nice. Uh, I'm going to, you know, for our number six, I'm also going to uh, bring in a game that's really at rock bottom prices okay. and something that none of, most of us have probably not heard of. It's our number six. It is Rosetta, The Lost oh, Language. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one, I, I've got to shout out our friends, uh, Ambie and Crystal over at the Board Game Blitz podcast. I heard about it during our episode on word games, and I am a word game nerd. I yes, love you word are. games. Yes, and they recommended this. This was actually Crystal's number one on her podcast, so I had to, you know, check this out and look at the price on it. It's like I think it's like five bucks or something. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine for a word game. It's a cooperative game, plays two to five players, and what this is, uh, Richard, is you are you literally are starting. Um, you have a language that you're going to try to give clues to as far as. Um, you know, trying to get um, uh, your fellow players to guess the word uh, based on these uh, inscriptions that you have. So, um, can you? Is there a? Let me uh, a, go to. I mean, look, there's not many pictures here. Let me go over to Board Game Geek. Yeah, if you can go to BGG. Okay, here we yeah, go. Those are the pictures right there. There the inscriptions. we go. So you're the the main the the active player is going to select one of those and assign a word to it, a meaning. Right. Based on that. Oh wow! The, yes. Yeah. The rest of the team now has 10 guesses to figure out the meaning of that word. So you're going to use the other inscriptions to sort of lead your team to the actual meaning of the game. It is a 
fascinating concept to me. And I really, I've never played it, but just based on uh, Crystal's description on our podcast, the description here, and the fact that it's $4.99, I want to play this right out, right now. I yeah. mean, look at this. I mean, you're taking these little inscriptions and like hieroglyphics, I guess. They're like hieroglyphics. You're going to, you know, uh, put meaning to it and hopefully you'll steer your team to victory. Oh, so, so that's that what is... these pictures are. You're trying to actually cry and communally create a iconographic yeah. language that describes the picture. Yes. Yeah. Here's my experience with this game. The publisher actually contacted me when it was first getting ready. Okay. And I read the rules for it. And I thought, Uh oh my God, this game sounds so incredibly offbeat brilliant, but I will literally melt down. As I understood (laughs) reading the rules to, you know, how you actually have to do triple, quadruple levels of reverse deduction type stuff to figure out what um, players' little scribbles and, oh, this means that word, but how could that other thing mean that other word? Um, You know, like you can see, Underwater and Mermaid, they both have the lightning bolt. The lightning bolt came from one of the other things. How does this to that? I was just, wow. For somebody who loves deduction and love word games this would be great but i was afraid for me and jen it would be too much yeah yeah and that's uh now just to be fair crystal did say it's not for everyone and okay. i can see that it is a different type of word game different type of deduction game but i think it's brilliant just uh, like you said just uh, hearing the concept i'm so excited about that and for 4.99 i'm yeah. definitely going to give it a shot at that price so that's our number six rosetta the lost language you will have to report back because i have been curious about yeah. this game and i've always been second guessing should i have passed on covering it because it just seems so freaking brilliant and i yeah. just was afraid i'm not brilliant enough to play it quite frankly <laughs> I will report to you on how, how we do. I I mean, I'll probably be terrible at it, but I'm, I'm going to enjoy it any, regardless. But yeah, yeah that's people, our number six. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, let's cool. move on then to number five, which is another game that we've talked about on the channel. This was like one of the ones in our very first episodes of the R&R show. Um, I mentioned Progress evolution of technology um you know and this is a perennial one that fun again has in their you know their uh their their, uh, blowout sale section because i guess they've just got a lot of copies of it and unfortunately this is a great tech tree game which i did not prepare for by actually getting it on screen i'm frantically trying to type at the same time there we go there we go here it is Progress, um, the evolution of technology. This is a tech tree game um, where, I mean, you know, a lot of civilization-style games, hey, one of the many things you do is a tech tree. This tech leads to this, technology leads to this. The ent- this entire game is about making investments in technology. It looks like they got no pictures here. So you know what we need to do? We need to go to Rado Progress uh, Evolution. And we'll just pull up my old video from 2014. Folks, this is not a um, cult of the new uh, game we are talking about today. This is a classic oldie that Jen and I both loved. And much like uh, Almond Ray before, this is another game that I have had on my shelves and I have carried through call after call after call and kept it because Jen and I really like it. We love tech trees. And this is a game that just strips everything else out and just lets you focus on that. Hey, if I get this technology for this technology of this technology, that lets me do this next level and work our way up. And that's how we score points. Developing our civilizations based on our technologies, uh, you know, depending on you know how things uh, uh, work together. But there's a few things that really make this stand out. One, you have a handful of cards, and this is one of those games that oh well, to play this card, I got to give up other cards. Those cards go into a discard pile that is publicly available to everybody. So very much like Lost Cities, you know, every time you're throwing cards away, you are potentially giving your opponent exactly.
exactly what they need. If they're not going to draw from the blind deck, they could draw the discard pile, and I gave you that. Why did I use that? I could have paid for that with anything. So that was one thing I love about the game. The other thing I love about the game, too, is... A lot, I mean, th this game actually references the process of time. When you play your card to make your invention, it does not instantly get invented. It takes time. And so you put these tokens on it that slowly come off until you eventually have the invention. Um, and it's it's fully ready, it's ready to give its abilities, uh, you know, its points, whatever. But here's the thing. As soon as you uh, put it onto the table and it's going to be starting to slowly build up, it already counts as a breakthrough for other things. And I just love that thematically, that hey, just the idea idea of this. We haven't perfected it yet. It doesn't work yet, but we've already had the idea for the wheel, and that gets our mind thinking we can already be starting to piggyback off of that, even if we're still in the process of slowly inventing the wheel, or fire, or chariots, or the internet, or whatever it might be. And I've always thought that was a really, really cool thing, too, that does a better job of capturing the human spirit of invention more so than other games, where, oh, you just put it down and it's just done. No, Things don't just pop, spontaneously pop into existence. They take time to perfect, but you can still get inspiration from them and work your way up. So I've always been a big fan of this game, and it is now available at Fun Again at a low, low price, lower than I have ever seen it before, down to twelve ninety nine. And this is a big, rich card game with lots of replayability. I'm a fan, always have been. Number five, Progress Evolution of Technology. Yeah, this game, I've, I haven't played it, but I've always uh, heard about how it's basically, you know, a Civ game where, you know, some Civ games or a lot of Civ games have the tech tree. This is nothing but the tech tree, yes. right? Yep. I mean, that's so, I'd, I'd love to play this game. That, I mean, at that price, oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Okay, let's move on to our number four. Uh, this one is uh, by a designer that most of us have probably heard or played to some of his games. Okay. Our number four is Reef. By uh, Emerson oh, Masuzuki. I seriously thought about this one. Yes, yeah. when I saw it on the oh, list. It's. I like to uh, call. I, I was when I first played it. It just reminded me of Azul, but 3D Azul. Uh, you were building on top of things. Uh, you were building a reef. You've got all the different coral pieces and and whatnot. And there's these wonderful plastic. I mean, they're like toys, basically. Mm -hmm. These wonderful toy pieces, almost like a Fisher Price toy, right? You're <laughs> placing on on your player board. But what you're doing is you're uh, grabbing these uh, pieces, put it on your board, and you're trying to complete the objectives there. Uh, so you want like two yellow ones next to each other, or in a row, uh, purples, uh, like three in a row. And what what's really neat is the board is small, so you're going to be able to do objectives. But then to do other objectives, you're going to build on top of your previously yes. uh, placed pieces, and that's a really neat element to it. That's something that Azul doesn't have and I'm actually I'm, I'm wondering if Azul one day is going to go 3D I feel like it, it should eventually <laughs> yeah but, they feel like they've done everything else so far right yeah pretty much so but Reef is oh it's a wonderful design uh, like others uh, Emerson's games I mean he's done what is it Foundations of Rome Century Spice Roads yep. really excellent oh Spectre Ops um some really excellent games, and this is another one of them that are very, you know, just the rules are solid, the gameplay is excellent, and I like this one as a uh, gateway game, but also for uh, hobby gamers as well. Yeah. I think it's gone well with all the different audiences, and that's why it's our number four, Reef. All right, excellent choice. Yeah, when I saw that one, I I seriously considered. I don't think I'd seen it this low before. It's a yeah. bit it's more expensive. Something we talked about, but you get a lot of plastic in this game. Yes, and like you said, yeah. it's 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 kind of like Lego toys almost. The way these beautiful things just <laughs> yeah. they don't snap together; they fit loosely together. But yeah, yeah. really sharp 
surprisingly crunchy little abstract game and beautiful just lovely you, if some yep. if you see somebody playing it on a table at a convention you say what is that i'd like to play it just because it looks Absolutely. so nice yeah yeah cool agreed all okay. right well that is a good number four uh but i uh i've got an even better number three uh oh my goodness this made my top 10 i think it was last year or it might have been the year before top 10 of the year i think it was two years ago red cathedral Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is another yes. one from DeVere. We talked about Ooh. this. It's not the first time we talked about DeVere today. Man, yeah. this publisher, they are firing on all cylinders. It seems like they can do no wrong. And I think Red Cathedral, when it came out a couple of years ago, really opened up the industry's eyes to what they can do. At its heart, this is a very, very simple little uh, rondelle game where there are a bunch of dice on the edge of the rondelle. And on your turn, you're going to pick one of those dice, move clockwise around the rondelle, equal to the number of pips on the die. And then, of course, the dice are going to get re-rolled. And so the, uh, it's always updating. And you want to land that die into a spot where there's a bunch of other dice because then that will compound the bonuses you get. But the place you land, every spot can get you resources that you need to build a Red Cathedral or instead could let you interact with the guild that's in that spot as well. So this is a rondelle with um, variable dice driving it that has multi-use spaces on it and all of it is in the service of building the uh, Red Cathedral. And it is absolutely brilliant. I think this made a lot of people's top lists of the year. And it is now available for a low, low sale price. And if you haven't had a chance to get it so far yet, this would be... I mean, you can check out my run-through of it. Uh, It's absolutely brilliant. It has a great solo mode. There's one other thing that really... Now, this might be why some people don't like it, but one of the things I love about it more than anything else is, hey, I can just uh, spend a lot of time grabbing all our resources and then build later. But you have incredibly tight, restrictive storage. So this is one of those games where, oh yeah, you can spend a lot of time getting stuff, but then can you actually build what you need to build because you don't have room to get the other stuff you need? So it's an incredibly tight, tension-filled game. The Red Cathedral itself is different. You do a different configuration every time. And it's a communal building. So it, another thing is, if Ruel b- grabs like the base, because he really wants to get the points off of that and starts building it, but then I'm really quick and build a tower on top of his base, before he finishes his base, he'll look bad in front of the Tsar and actually lose points. So there's this also this race element to it, too. Everything about this game is just crackerjack, super smart, easy to teach, fun, fast playing. I cannot recommend highly enough number three, Red Cathedral. Yeah, that was also one of my games of the year as well when it came out. Uh, just yeah. a fan- yeah, fantastic Euro game through and through. Just very, very um, solid game. Yeah, so great choice for number three. All righty. Let's move on to number two. This is a game I've been looking forward to like big time. This has been on top mm. of my, I can't wait to play this. I have not played it yet, but it is Terra Nova. Uh, oh. Friends, yes, okay. this is the re-implementation this, one was, this of, wasn't on the sale list was it i don't remember seeing that uh, i don't know if it was on the sale list or it was like on the new list it might oh, be okay. like the yeah, hot yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the hotness but uh this is a re-implementation of terra mystica an outstanding game mm-hmm. that was out many years ago but what i love about this I, i've been really into this thing lately richard where publishers are taking these classic designs and really streamlining them down to like 60 to 90 minute experiences because yeah. the original terra mystica um if you haven't played it folks it's a game about you know uh different factions that are trying to terraform the land like you have um i, I think it's like a, a mermaid trying to uh, terror um at, at the lakes yeah uh, witches at the forest i don't know if, was there a skunk i don't i don't know if there's a skunk <laughs> or you know dwarves and giants and whatever um but 
that's what the game is all about. And it's got a bunch of different movie uh, levers and all kinds of different things. What uh, Terra Nova does, and this is why I'm excited, it takes a bunch of stuff out. Like, I know some people didn't like the cultist uh, track or whatever. This takes out a bunch of stuff, but keeps the same uh, tight gameplay. The board is smaller, so there's going to be a lot more interaction. There's still that puzzly element of, you know, how are you going to get your resources and spend them, um, you know, and make sure that you can terraform your land. I am so thrilled to be checking out this game, and now that it's out and about, I need to get a copy of it. That's why it's the number two, Terra Nova. Yeah, yeah. Play Terra Mystica in half the time and yep. uh, more approachable so you can play it with more people. Yes, that that is I'm great. all about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you're right. It is very exciting. Um, I was I, I didn't know they took out the cultist tracks. You're right. That's a big um, part. So you can yeah. just focus more on building in the world. That's really smart. Um, yeah. yeah, and it, I think it still has the wide variety of different um, factions you can play as, but just yeah. a much more approachable game. Good choice. Yep. And it looks yeah, real pretty, too. Uh, actually, yep. I think it looks more colorful than the original. Uh, looking at it that does, picture. yeah. A little more vibrant. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, um, you had... Uh, okay, we were promising mostly to try to visit some old classics you might miss, folks, but both of us succumbed to the cult of the new. Ruel came in at number two with Terra Nova, and I'm coming in at number one with Endless Winter. I have yep. to do it. I have to. <laughs> nice. um, ever since I covered this game when it was on Kickstarter, oh, geez, a couple of years ago, I was so impressed by this design um, from upcoming design superstar uh, Stan Kardonsky. Um, you know, and, and he's since, I mean, you know, the, people didn't quite, quite knew who he was. And since then, I mean, he's produced a lot of other really great designs too, but this I think is still pretty much going to be considered one of his masterpieces. And that is an interesting picture to put no actual picture. You know what? We're going back to Rotto, uh, endless winter, Rotto, endless winter. I'm just going to go on ahead and pull up my run through of the prototype, which was a good looking prototype. If I recall, if mm -hmm. I can get there, here we go. Come on. Okay, so um, this is a game about life in Paleo-America. We are trying to build up our tribes to success. And um, it's a... Uh, every, there's so much going on in this game. Uh, and this game came out when it was on Kickstarter. I don't seem to have a single vision that's not zoomed in. All right, there we go. There's the whole game. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff going on in this game. It is a deck builder. It is a worker placement game. It is a territory grabbing game. It is a kind of a puzzly tile laying game. Um, and when I played it originally, I could not help but draw comparisons the year that it was on Kickstarter to um, two really hot games at the time, Arnak and, or Lost Ruins of Arnak and yep. um, Dune Imperium. Because this was like a trinity of games that I played all within a month of each other that fused worker placement and deck building in completely different ways every time. And if you go back and watch my video, I said at the time, this was the best of the bunch. Uh, because the way it works is uh, you have these cards that represent all the members of your clan. And you have um, little cool little miniature workers that represent the actual work that we'll go out and do. And I can just send out a worker and do a really, really weak version of the job. Or I can supplement them with the cards from my hand. If And you know you can uh, get more of the same type. So it's like more of this particular tribal elder will help the, 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 the little guy who goes out and gathers resources or goes hunting or recruits more cards. You can get more cards in your deck. And um, it's got gorgeous art from the Miko, my favorite, uh, or the Miko, yeah. the Miko, uh, 
Micho? I think it's the Micho. People have corrected Micho. me. It's the Micho. Um, and it looks fantastic. It's incredibly rich. Uh, this is a prototype. The final version has even nicer looking uh, components than this, you know, with the dual layer boards and all that. But it's just so rich and crunchy and satisfying as you try to work two completely different strategy board games together, getting your dice uh, or your worker placement to smoothly blend with your deck building um, so that you can have the most successful. Um, uh, what do you call it? Tribe, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's only just now starting to get in people's hands. And I was shocked. I, I mean, for what you get in the base box, let's go back over to Kick. You get all this stuff, all these miniatures, all these cards for 48 bucks. I was very surprised by that price. I did not expect it to be quite so low. Um, so that was it, folks. That's number one on the list of games we'd buy right now while these sales are going on for Cyber Monday, Endless Winter. Phew. Okay. Ooh. Nice. All right. All right, folks. Did you hear one of us say the secret word? Do you even remember what the secret word was? Were you paying attention? Somebody said skunk. It stunk up the place. And if you heard it, <laughs> be sure to send an email to contest at rotto.com um, with the name of the game that was spoken, and you'll enter to win 50 bucks. You've got a week to do it, folks, because we'll be doing a drawing for that 50 bucks a week from today, uh, day of recording, on November 22nd. Uh, that's right, we're having two weeks back-to-back of the R&R show, and uh, I think that's about it, Ruel. Uh, do yeah. you have anything more to say in closing? No, I think we are good to go. Another uh, excellent listen. I can't wait to do this again next week. All right. Well, then I will see you then and hope to see all the rest of you too, folks. So hope you have a very, very nice day. Thank you all for watching. Thank you, Ruel, for joining us. And as always, thanks to Funnigan Games for sponsoring the show. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye. Phew. Okie doke. Okie doke. The post show. Hey, Control I totally blew the uh, secret word. I oh, I thought. I mean, you were really obvious where you put it. It was because I forgot to do it on the game that I wanted to. What so was the game you were going to do it, and that will yeah, let people know not so, to choose that game? What were you going to put? It? Yeah, so I had to jam it in somewhere, and I was. Uh, it was pretty obvious where I thought where I put it, but it was you know I was on the fly. I had to. It's not the first time I've done that, but um, yeah. Hopefully, people caught it. it I. It made sense. It made sense. Yeah, um, okay, and folks, cool. in case you didn't catch it, but you are a subscriber to the show, um, you know, we've had a few subscribers show up today. Thank you very much for supporting the show, everybody. You can just direct whisper me, you know, using the uh, direct message system of, of uh, Twitch, and I'll just tell you where it is. So you know um, what the game was. I caught it. I actually laughed out loud because like, wow, that's pretty brazen. You just slipped it in right there. That'll work. Okay. If it worked, it worked. It was fairly natural. Oh, um, oh, we've okay. got some uh, time. Oh, you want to yes, take we, care we of some, uh, some stuff? Yes, we minutes. So, yeah, let's take have care of some any stuff. questions popped up? I see one question in the queue, which is yep. Mom Gamer saying, I'm traveling on a business trip and looking to take five solo games. Recommendations for solo games. Um, oh. Mm. Well, on obviously you want them small. Trip. I mean, yeah. well, Mom Gamer, we need your collection. We need, I mean, unless you're looking to buy five games. Yeah. Let's see. Well, now, I, uh, Bob Gamer, I will I will suggest one. I always suggest, especially for travel, um, Tiny Epic Galaxies. That one's a wonderful solo game, and you can it's a small box game. Now, you know when you're at a hotel, I brought it on a business trips before, where I'm in my hotel, I have the little desk there, and it fits perfectly. You just you know chuck some dice and you know try to uh, expand your galaxy in Tiny Epic Galaxies. Wonderful game.
Yeah, I, I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. Let me. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me just pull up a couple. Okay, so we want small. We want satisfying, and I assume we also want ones that are relatively easy to get your hands on, because I've got a bunch yeah. of really weird esoteric ones that would be kind of oh, tough to pick it, up. Uh, I think another classic, uh, Friday by Friedman Freeze. Uh, oh, sure. A solo yeah, yeah, deck yeah, yeah. builder. Wonderful game. Let's see. Well, I mean, heck, I just mentioned Red Cathedral. Um, it's a full-size yeah. box, but if you just take the components, that's a really nice, tiny, tidy little package to take. Yeah. Uh, as is, you know, I mean, there's plenty of rolling rights, too. Uh, you know the the new yes. Isle of Cats roll and write is phenomenal and it plays Agreed. great solo and gives you so yeah. much playability. Sagrada is fantastic too. Yeah. But you know what? Actually, I want... think if I were doing yeah. that, I would probably just want to take a bunch of roll and writes. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you know, welcome to the or welcome to the moon specifically if you want to get one yeah. welcome to or uh, you know the railroad inks those are great and again they're just yeah. a sheet of paper some dice I mean you probably just take one set of dice and use them amongst all the games uh, yeah. for most of them. So I'd probably you uh, want be something, thinking something along yeah. that line. If you want something a little crunchier for yeah. rolling rights, uh, the Dinosaur Island, Raw and Right, I think that's wow. a wonderful yeah, one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy to transport as well. Yeah, yep. it's, um, yeah. Oh, I see uh, Wesseloid, uh, or was it Wesseloid? No, um, a Goblin Suggests Finished, which is another solo-only game. Uh, you know, it's kind of a sequel to Friday, except instead of being on a deserted island trying to help Robinson Crusoe, you're a uh, poor, hapless... Uh, person working in an office trying to sort stuff. Uh, it was an interesting game. Yeah. That's a, definitely a love it or hate it kind of game uh, finished. I, cool. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I haven't played that one yet, but I have played Kabuki Kid's suggestion for Sprawlopolis. That is Oh, gosh, yes, yes, yes. Anything game. from Button yeah. Shy that supports solo play, just don't, don't take five. Take ten. Take 15 of them. They, I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll, so you'll fit them all in your backpack without even breaking a sweat. And, yep. I mean, they're such a brilliant design house. Hey, you know what we forgot to do? I just went right into Q&As. Were there any other ones that you wanted to mention that were on your list that you just missed? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I knew you were going to pick Red Cathedral. That would have made my list. I knew you were picking that one. Um, The other ones I had were, um, let me see. Oh, a game called Hatsuden. Uh, This is a Mm. a Japanese import game. Uh, It was under $10. Okay. Uh, This is... Basically, a smaller version of Shot and Totten by Reiner Knizia. It really? Is, uh, yeah, it, it's um, like uh, supposed to play in half the time. Um, not as uh, uh, I don't know if it's yeah, it's got half the components as well. But Hatsuden, H A T S U D E N. The other ones on my list were Fjords, which we covered. Um, Amy and Maggie covered on the channel here. Oh, there's Hatsuden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, fjords that uh, Amy and Maggie covered here on the channel. Yep, always talk about canvas. Mm-hmm. Uh, framework, uh, the new Uva yeah, Rosenberg. Game. I really want to play that. I think for me, I, I it, it's like uh, Nova Luna. I prefer this one. I, I oh, wow. really, really like Framework. Yes. Okay. Uh, the other two um, were Village Rails, the new game yes, by uh, that Dustin just Brent missed my Gilbert. list. Yeah, that's um, that would have been my list. And then the other one. Splendor Duel. Uh, Michelle and I love that game. One of my favorites of the year. Splendor Duel. Yeah, love it so much. So there's mine. What about yours? Right. I'm I'm too slow. I don't know why I'm doing this. I haven't done it in the past. But yes, look, there's pictures and whatnot. Um, Right. Where's my list? I have it here somewhere. Uh, There we go. About what else did I have? Okay. I also... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I only had... There were like 18 games on that for sale list that I w- that I could have recommended, and so yeah. I talked about my top four, um, and I could talk about what does that mean then the the uh, other 14, but I'll just limit to the six. Uh, let's see. So uh, vivid memories. 
Um, oh, yeah. That would have been very appropriate with you throwing Reef on there. I, Reef yeah. is a nice, lightweight abstract. Vivid Memories yep. is probably the crunchiest abstract to have come out in years. It's why I like That's it more than all the others. It's why some people can't stand it because, um, you know, <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, mostly abstract games are generally pretty sleek and elegant and yet fun and deep to play. This is yep. all of that except for the elegant. This has a lot of rules, but that makes me like it even more, quite frankly. Um, right. Oh, then they had uh, Steampunk Rally. Oh, yeah. Fusion, uh, on fusion right? Yep, yeah. yep, yep. They had that one, uh, which is, you know, dropped down over 50%. This is, hey, in the in the pre-show, we had a race game. I, sh- did I, I should have mentioned this one is the race game. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. A great, great <laughs> race game. Really enjoy it. And, oh, oh, and then we had some big ones, too. I was actually, for the most part, trying to stick with lower cost stuff, if we were really focusing. But, yep. you know, Boon Lake, uh, usually it's cost over 50 elsewhere, but here it's 44 bucks. And this mm-hmm. made my top 10, another really phenomenal design. From Alexander Fister, my second favorite design of all time. Uh, really, really good, fun, solid stuff. And oh, uh, Messina 1347, which was oh. was it last year's big uh, big Euro from uh, Vladimir Suki, and mm-hmm. it's great. You can see my run through to see why it's uh, at a low, low price. Although again, higher prices than the one I ultimately talked about. And then this one, oh my gosh, you know what? I should have, when we were in the intro, when we were talking about Fantasy Flight games, I should have given a nod to oh, Legacy of yeah. Dragonhold, which That's is right. also on sale and is such a wonderful experience. Um, it was like uh, nothing like Gen I, or like nothing Gen I had ever played before. I, I did a big old video of it so you can learn more about it. And so I probably would have given a nod to this one as well. So there were mm-hmm. quite a few. Um, and all of these are at least five bucks, if not more, off of their regular price. Uh, but then, when I saw, oh, Endless Winners here, okay, I, I got to talk about that. Even if it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I was surprised, I was so genuinely shocked how low that uh, price of game that is, considering, I mean, geez, where is it? It's right here. Yeah. I mean, it's a big I mean, box. It takes a, yeah, it takes a ton There's of table space. There's a lot space. in here for yeah. 44 bucks. Yeah. That's really surprising. Phew. All right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Back to questions. Do we have any more questions? Uh, let's check. Any other questions? We've got um, hmm. Tim Blue asks, they just got Resurgence. How does that compare to Endless Winter by the same creator? Oh, yes. Oops, sorry. I just closed that. I don't know why I did Oops. that. Um, yeah, both from Skardonsky. Um, uh, Resurgence is not as heavy. Resurgence, I would say, is a bit lighter. Uh, Endless Winter has, I mean, they both are games where, oh, there's a bunch of stuff going on, but Endless Winter, okay, there's like three extra things worth of stuff that are going on at any given time. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for a heavier, crunchier game, I would go with Endless Winter. If you're looking for something that's just more midweight as opposed to midweight plus, um, or maybe even like midweight, but just like a little bit less than midweight, I'd Resurgence. Go with Resurgence. Plus, Resurgence uh, is a post-apocalypse game about you know a brutal fight for survival in a uh, frozen wasteland as uh, humanity tries to research. So uh, if you are... Actually, it's interesting. They're both about brutal fights for survival say, in yeah. a frozen <laughs> wasteland. What is going on with Stan Kardonsky here? I didn't really notice that before. Um, but Resurgence, I, our biggest problem with it is you are controlling you know, a ragtag group of survivors. There's a lot of shooting other human beings and kapow-kapow mm. with AK-4 sevens or and so that uh, kind of was a little off-putting for for my wife jen who does not want to see that subject matter in her games at all so of the two i'd probably go with endless wonder but they were both great designs definitely awesome cool yeah. uh no other questions? No questions well then let's go back and let's see if we can squeeze in one more segment since we had so okay. many backed up all righty cool. where are we Where's that button? This is the button. That is reward requests. And then that brings up this list. Okay, we can do a top three or Ruel ranks. I think we should do a top three. That way we can do something Okay, folks. We need you to give us a topic. 
and we will tell you the three best of them. And we will only let you vote for one minute instead of two. So start suggesting topics you would like us to rank. All righty. Quickie. By the way, Kabuki Kid's asking for a chicken update if you want to share that. All righty. While the... All right. Uh, Chicken... uh, Nothing much to say. Um, Jen is eyeballing a couple more chickens who are really getting long in the tooth. So we might be having a calling pretty soon, which is not fun for anybody, especially me because I'm the one who has to do the deed with the blade. But, uh, otherwise things are going well. Um, you know, the, the new, the, the, the new chickens we got a few months ago, they're almost full grown, but they have not started laying yet. And, uh, yeah. And our neighbor still loves them. So whenever we take off in the RV, our neighbor is more than happy to get some free eggs and take care of them in our absence. So that is fantastic. So Very what do we got? cool. Okay, what do we got here? Top three, uh, top three time periods to time travel to. Top three Avengers, uh, best remake show. Top three ice creams, which I think we've done before. Yeah, we? we have done. No, that we periods we have time travel. Top three time periods. I, I right, still like that. that one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Best remake TV show. All right. TV remake. All right. Um. Top three Avengers. Okay. Okay. You got two more, folks. If you want any game topics, now's the time to mention them. Uh, top three desserts, a little more general. All right. Desserts is with two Oh, S's, here's a good it? one for games. Top three games that grew on you. Games that grow. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay, then there we go. All righty, I'm okay, making folks. it one minute this time because you folks got to choose. Pick your poison. Which one do you like? Hey, it didn't appear on screen. Why is that? It is oh. working, right? Is there a vote? Yes, there is. Why isn't it appearing okay. on screen? That's weird. I guess I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, well, okay. it's just showing I'm going to worry about switch. it. I shouldn't, okay. but all right. Um, let's see. Uh, what would you choose of all those topics? I mean, you don't mean the foodies. Uh, anything to do with food, I'm down with. So. Right. <laughs> let's yeah, see. it should be there. It's just not appearing. That's weird. We're, yeah, it's it's in the Twitch uh, chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, so people can still not, vote, but I can't put the thing yeah. on screen. Huh. Um, I don't know why. I, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, people can see what they're voting, and right now it's games that grow on you or periods to time travel, and it looks like it's one of those two to win. Nobody wants to hear about desserts. Only one person wants to hear about TV remakes, and Avengers uh, is a non-starter. So, yeah, um, desserts, so. Yeah, it's coming okay. down to the wire. <clears throat> and it was games that grow on you. Yep. Uh, okay. So games, okay. Ruel, that have grown on you over time. Ooh. What can you think wow. of? See, yeah, I, was, I mean, is... that's why I asked you, hey, can you do that? Because I tend to yeah. fall in love with games or not right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I'm try- I, I, I'm looking at my collection right now. I'm going to pull up my collection. All right. Uh, because I know there's something. there's got to be something here. Let me see. Um. Games that grew on me. Yeah, I mean, my problem is games don't... I mean, if we don't like it, it's gone. They don't get a chance to grow on us as a general rule. Yeah. It is a tricky now, thing. Have, let me ask you this. Have you always been like that? Or is it after you became, uh, you know, uh, start doing videos and stuff? Um, you know? Well, my, my history as a gamer is, you know, I, I discovered Pandemic by accident. Fell in love with that. Went down the rabbit hole. And actually, I've done a full video on this. My, you know, my, uh, you know, my first ten games, where I actually talked about like my first year as a gamer and all the terrible mm-hmm. mistakes I bought buying games until I could actually find ones that Jen and I liked, and I learned how to use Board Game Geek to actually do proper research instead of just buying stuff that sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's an educational video and an embarrassing video as well. Um, so by the time I started doing Rado Runs Through, I was already pretty good at knowing when to avoid games that were not going to be a good fit for us. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, okay, I, no, I just great. I just say no to them right out of the gate. And on the yeah. off chance it turns out we don't like it, you know what? There's another 50 games waiting in the queue. You don't get a second chance in our household. Yeah. And I yeah. just will never talk about it publicly. But I mean, yeah, so- and that's yeah. I was going to say like you know early on when I got in the hobby, you know I was apt to try pretty much anything. But then as you know you start to uh, at least for me. I started realizing what I liked and what I didn't like in games. So now I know, like after a play or even before the play, it's like if this is going to be my my style of game or not. Um, one game though, okay, well, off top, the one I can think of okay. that really grew on me, Brass Birmingham. Uh, that one, okay, I liked it. I liked it the first time I played it, and I can tell. I, I could tell. I mean, it's a brilliant game, but I wasn't sure if it was really my my style of game. I mean, you know, I know you're not like the biggest pickup and delivery fan, no. which you know has some of the, those. Elements and, no, it is and, not. It is not a pickup and delivery game. Well, um, pickup and delivery like, it, is about having a character who well, walks working. over here, yes. literally yeah. picks a thing up, and then has to walk it over there. Uh, yeah. Everything teleports in the game. There is no picking That's up true. and delivering. You're so right. anyway, yes. Yeah, no, you know you're right, and see that's the thing. When I when I first played it, I was like, okay, this is really interesting. It's nothing like I've played before, where you know stuff you have to have the right resources. It's all about timing as, yeah. as well. So I wasn't sure if I liked it, but then the second and third times I played it, I was like, okay, yes, this is really really smart and really. So this game grew on me. Now here's the thing: I still suck at the rules as far as like beer teleporting <laughs> or not. I always forget. Does the beer teleport or not? And that's it's not intuitive to me. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that it, game it is. It is thematically appropriate because it, it you is. have to imagine. Coal gets transported by train, right? Right. Beer, generally speaking, at that time did not. Beer was traveling via little wagon carts around. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it could just, hey, you don't have, you, we, you don't see the wagon cart roads on the map anywhere because it's just assumed that, yeah, somebody loaded up a wagon full of beer and it just showed up where it needed to go. You don't have yeah. to build the infrastructure for beer. You have to build right. the infrastructure for coal and lumber. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the other core uh, things are. Uh, iron, I think. Yeah, I think iron. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's why that stuff doesn't teleport, but beer does. Right? Yeah. Or no, no and oh yeah, there's like um in the original, there's like ingots, I think, if I recall correctly. Small little things can just yeah. they, you know, they they can special deliver them. I mean, it makes sense thematically because you yeah. haven't had to invest in the infrastructure to get little things around. That's why they quote teleport. Right. And I always in my mind, I always thought it was like, you know, as uh, business people, you know, striking deals, you're always just carrying beers around to like, you know, grease the local politicians or or whoever you're trying to do to build infrastructure. So in my mind, teleportation just means that everyone's carrying beers around wherever they, they go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thematic approach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's one that grew on me uh, uh, definitely over the years. Uh, Brass Burnham, and it's actually one of my top ten games of all time. Uh, now well, it's then, yeah, really that's, yeah, that's room for it's really grown on me. What I about you? I any, any I can say, but here's what I can say: there have been a couple of games Jen and I have played recently that when we started mm-hmm. playing and we're like, "Oh my god, why did I say yes to this? This seems terrible." Mm-hmm. Um, and it grew on us over the course of the one play. You know, the first time we sat down and played, and we're like, oh, don't like this. And by the end, wow, that really surprised us. So I can mention one, um, Series, which um, I don't remember if it's law. I think it is launched on Kickstarter right now. It is a uh, game about, you know, uh, faraway asteroid mining or the mining the the dwarf dwarf planet series. And when Jen and I first sat down um, and started to play it, and uh, we're doing the, oh, what was it in there? It is, oh, right, it's a worker placement game. Right, right, right. 
we thought, wow, this just feels really mechanical and boring and it seems like it's very fait accompli and this game isn't going to surprise us at all and we know what we're doing and by the time we were a third of the way, oh, wow. Whoa, this game really blossomed fast in a way that we did not expect. I mean, this was one of the games that when they reached out and said, hey, do you want to cover it? I'm like, yes, I didn't have to read the rules because I trusted Artipia Games. Um, and then I'm like, oh my God, did I make a terrible mistake? Did Artipia Games, have they been away from the uh, audience too long? Have they made a terrible game? But in the space of the first time we played it, both Jen and I, by the end, were like, wow, that really surprised us. We did not expect this game to become as rich and deep. We thought it was just going to be a pretty straightforward vanilla. Yeah, it's got a cool little twist with this idea of I've got my own personal workers, but then there's like a public pool of workers as well. But that gets so rich and interesting so fast. So I would say series grew on me over the course of one play. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I, I, that's, that, I think that's, that's fair. That totally works. I'm, I'm trying to think it's... The brass was the big one for me. I can't. Uh, I'm looking at my collection. I don't know what else I can put in this list uh, because I feel like you. Like I know right off the bat, you know how I'm going to feel about a game. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I am literally looking through my collection of 400 games. Yeah. Um. You know what? Okay, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Dead okay. Reckoning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dead Reckoning. It's the same kind of idea. It's not like, I mean, I played it a half a dozen times before it finally clicked. But I sat down thinking, eh. I mean, I, I mostly wanted to play it because, hey, they've, they're have they offering a co-op mode. That's great. Uh, I didn't want to yep. play it when it wasn't co-op, but now they've got the co-op mode. And I really like the Mystic Veil card crafting. But I yes. don't really have that much interest in, you know, uh, Pirates on the High Seas and all of that. And it seemed mm-hmm. like it was a pretty straightforward, oh, you just got to sail around and fight stuff. And is that really going to be that interesting? And, oh, okay, yeah, there'll be a little bit of fun stuff with the card crafting. And that's really why I'm here. And, oh, my gosh, this card crafting is fantastic. You know? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, and it's interesting too. That game, if you play cooperative, it's a long freaking game. Even at two players, it is very, yeah. very long, which is something that's a real turnoff for us. But we were both yeah. surprised, um, you know, considering how it started out, and were, oh, we're not really doing anything, and it's just as this is going to be walking. Is you know, I I would have used the quote with her, except she wouldn't. Have, I mean, if I were playing with you, I would have said within the first couple of turns. Is this another bug hunt charge? That's what I would have said. That's where my <laughs> mind was. Um, yeah. But it really does grow and create interesting opportunities. Oh, I got to get back to port. I can't stay out here, but I got to keep fighting. And um, and it really uh, surprised me in a po- in a in a in a happy way too. So I, I'd probably uh, go with that. Yeah, it grew that's a great example. Yeah, I you know I was it's I, I agree with you that that game it takes a while to ramp up. Yeah, know? yeah, and yeah, very much. So. Almost, I assume in a multiplayer uh, game too, right? Yeah, and I almost or feel a, a like those, game. I mean, yeah, I, I uh, you know I almost want like uh, like terraforming Mars Prelude that solved a lot of problems for the original. Yeah, game. you get that yes. kickstart. Why not you know give me a little little boost at the start to get things going because it's a wonderful game and I actually like Dead Reckoning better than the other card crafting game they did, The Edge of Darkness. I think it was called that one yeah. for whatever reason. It, that one didn't stick with me as hmm. much. I, I didn't find it as, as compelling, but I, I really like Dead Reckoning. But yeah, great, great call. Okay. Hey, we came up with a few. We came up with a little top yeah. three. It was Brass, go. Dead Reckoning, which we both agreed with. That grew on yeah. both of us. And uh, what was your other one? Or did you have a second one? No, you had a second one. Yeah, you? I had a second was... one, which was Series, which nobody has played. Series. Um, <laughs> so there's our top three greatest games to grow on all right. of all time, <laughs> once and for all. all right. And it's after two, so it is time to raid. Do you see anybody yeah. you like out there in oh, the wide see. world of Twitch board gaming? All right, Twitch board gaming. We've got um, do 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 do. Um, 
Hmm. And remember, folks, we will be back a week from now. Normally, it's been a monthly show, but we've got another sponsor for next week. So we'll be back coming up with a new top 10 and showing off um, a new alternate. Uh, by this time next week, I'll have a different uh, table cover. It'll still be black. Uh, um, oh, really? But yeah, oh. uh, and uh, and showing off some uh, bag carrying, which I'm excited about because, hey, I need a bag carrier for my RV. So I'm looking forward to oh, that, Oh, cool. Too. So right. do you see uh, anybody the- you like? Yeah, I was just going to ask, do you have any uh, upcoming RV streams coming up? Uh, anything planned? Ah, uh, no, I mean, I, RV? I, you know what, I recorded, where, where is it? I recorded, I can't find it now. Uh, it, you know, um, the Shake That City. I recorded a run-through for that yesterday because it's launching next week. Oh, I nice. came very close to going out and filming it on the RV table. Yeah, yeah, um, that game doesn't take much space. I yeah, know, it would have been totally perfect. It would have been a nice little test drive for it, but... Yeah. It was freezing in the RV yesterday. Oh. Um, and so I'm like, no, I'll just sit here where it's nice and comfortable. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to experiment. I'm gonna, I've figured out how I'm going to get a camera over my head and uh-huh. stuff like that. So that's definitely going to cool. happen, but probably not okay. for a while. Um, I found someone we could raid. They're playing fit to print right now. What? So Who? Let's go this. get them. They're doing it for charity, apparently. So this Jeez. is... Yes. Who yeah. is it? Eat, crit, survive. Eat, crit, survive. Yeah, one word. All one word. Eat, crit, survive. Board games. They've got yeah. 22 people watching right now. Yep. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. folks. Oh, and pa- Paula. Paula Deming yes. is there. Paula Deming's there. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paula's so, folks, um, definitely, uh, let's go uh, get Eat, Crit, Survive a, a little love. Tell them Rado and Ruel sent you. Um, you played, yeah, you already did a video for it. I think you've done two videos for it now, haven't you? I did two videos. Uh, Michelle and I played it, and then I did a solo uh, run through. I, I love the game. Uh, it's great. It is, it is great. It is Peter fantastic. McPherson. Um, yeah. You know, emblazon that name in your gamer brains, everybody. Peter McPherson, if he's got a game coming, you got to check it out. And that includes Agreed. Fit to Print. We're going to go raid them right now in five, yes. four, Three, two, one, raid! Go, 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 oh, go, oh, go! No. Please work, raid. Please. I'm always afraid it won't work. Eat, oh, Peter McPherson's in chat there, too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It worked. It worked? Okay, we've, yes. we have arrived. And yes. um, awesome. Okay, okay, have they noticed? No, they seem very deep in thought. Oh, I see Paula they, is smiling, noticed. but I can't yeah, hear what they they're noticed. saying. But okay, okay. looks like we were cool. successful. Um, All right. And uh, we got to do this again in a week, buddy, so I'll yep. see you soon. See you in a week. All right, right, where is that button? Hitting the button. Bye, everybody. Bye.